Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. Go. You guys ready? Yes. In three, two. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Andy. Hey, now. We got George. Hello. And we got a special interview today with Random Ray. <laughs> Hello. All right. This is episode 212. They call me clamps with Ray, random Ray. <laughs> That's right. terrible. The clamps, but I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, clamps. Clamps. <laughs> All right. So let's catch up with everyone's week and see what you've been up to. Uh, who'd like to go first? Uh, I don't know. I can go first, I guess. Okay. Sure. You got to the chill out first. So, yeah. Yeah. Tell us I went to the chill out. Mm-hmm. I had lots of fun. Yes. I drove through <laughs> I drove through a monsoon rain to get there. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. I thought I was going to have to inflate the camper and add a propeller to the back just to get through. <laughs> no, it man, it was rain like crazy when I yeah, left. Yeah, that Thursday. Oh yeah, my god. Thursday yeah. the entire way there. This is like a 6-hour mm-hmm. drive. Pouring rain the whole time. I'm talking like wipers either on the high setting or next to the high setting. Mm-hmm. Dragging the stupid camper. But I did make it with no incidents. Good. So that was nice. I uh, got set up about four o'clock in the pouring rain. So I got soaked completely to the bone. Had to take all of my clothes off later and get all new dry clothes. Just after 30 minutes of trying to set the camper up and get parked. Yeah. And normally I wouldn't have even bothered. I'd w- I would have waited till it, it quit, but we were double stacking them in there. So I had to set up and unhook my truck so that we could put more in front of me. Yeah. So anyway, we got all that done. And, and Friday, it, the rain quit, but it was super windy. Yeah. I mean, it was what, like 27, 30 mile an hour wind and gusty. Yep. Would you say? Yeah, I would say it's like probably like 15 to 20, just normal, steady wind, yeah. and then gusts up to 30, 35. It was like and, you get blown over if you weren't. Right. You know, it wasn't very, back. it wasn't very cold early. It was, no, no. It was not bad, but it actually, the weather kind of got colder and colder as the day went on. Yes. Yeah, Pretty brisk by Friday night. So I didn't really fly any on Friday. Um, just kind of hung out. And let's see. Saturday was actually pretty nice. The wind had died was, down. Yeah. The sun was out. Uh, let's see. I got one flight in what, in the morning. And then we did our competition. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I was really, really nervous for this tandem competition oh. before mm-hmm. it started. But yeah. once we started doing it, it really wasn't that bad. I don't really I think I just oh. kind of uh, forgot about it. Now I couldn't yeah. hear, I know you and I were trying to talk and mm-hmm. coordinate stuff. I couldn't hear a word you said. 
So I was, I saw maybe I just zoned out and was on my, my own little world for mm-hmm. <laughs> four minutes, but, uh, or three <laughs> minutes, but we, we did it and we didn't crash. We didn't crash into yeah. each other. So yeah. I was, no, I'm upset. I was pretty happy with that. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I mean, that, to be honest, it could have went either way. It could have, yes. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, we got second place. Yeah, I was pretty surprised by that. To be honest, <laughs> I was kind of—I mean, expecting to be last, but we did pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, no, no, we we actually did pretty well, and 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 I too thought. I mean, I'm not saying you're you're not good. Or you're a very proficient pilot, and you know I can fly okay. Too, but I mean, when I saw other guys, I was like, "Oh, we're coming yeah, in last." There's no yeah. way. I no, mean, yeah, no doubt about it. We're coming we're, last. Yeah. I mean, we're proficient pilots, but we're not exciting pilots. Yeah, yeah. The oh, other guys was... are are more <laughs> exciting to watch. You know. Yes. Yes. Uh huh. And sure. I knew there was no way we could beat Scott or Kevin from oh, Heli definitely Heads. Not. No, definitely and not. I figured it would. I was assuming Shaggy and DePaulo, or even Shaggy and Monty. I was like, "There's no yeah. way we can beat them." I mean, Shaggy's nope. a nope. he's an absolute beast of a amazing. Pilot. Yeah, he's a great pilot. And yeah. I was like, "Well, our close competition will be John and Tyson, but they're both. Yes. John's a pretty good pilot. Yeah, they're good too. Yeah. So you know, uh-huh. I was like, "Well, it'll probably be. Yeah, we're, we're done. We'll be tied <laughs> with them for last. I don't know. <laughs> you know, yeah, it'll be so, something." So I was saying that it was like. Okay, first, like, you know, Telerotor and Heliheads are fighting for first place. Right. Hooligans and Freefall were fighting for third place. That's, <laughs> like, there's no way. Yep, yeah. that's, that's exactly how I placed it. Yes. <laughs> yes. But lo and behold, we, we uh-huh. uh, Heliheads was first, and we come in second. Mm-hmm. And I think, who was third? Hooligans was third. Hooligans third. And, and Telerotor came in. Yeah, followed. Yeah. Which I was kind of surprised by that. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I'll but blame I mean, we Monty. Could gotta... It's probably his fault. I mean, yeah, why else? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> why not, right? Yeah, why not? <laughs> no, it it was way more fun than I I kind of was dreading yes. it. You know. Oh dude, I was dreading it all weekend. I was so nervous. I kept on yeah. talking to you like, Oh man, I'm not ready for this, I'm not ready for this. I know. Like you know, I was just like, we should just crash the helis into each other. So at least we'll get some excitement <laughs> yeah, out of it. Exactly. Because, you know? <laughs> yeah. I kind of thought about doing that. And I did uh, one, I did one, one maneuver. I was like, I'm going to try to get close to you. And you like jet it up. I was like, uh, we did get a little close, but I was like, ah, okay. Yeah. Well, and I feel bad. Like we could have actually done a lot better if we would put any effort into it. Cause yeah, like, there was a bunch of stuff. When we landed, I was like, oh, shit, I could have done this and I could have done that. But I was just completely zoned out and yes, flying just stuff that I can do with my eyes closed. So I didn't do really anything all that great, mm. uh, except yeah. for my auto. Everybody seemed to enjoy that. Yeah, blade stop. Yeah. What? what are you, Nick, w- Ma- Nick Maxwell? I mean, I come on. W- <laughs> got a little <laughs> too far away. It would have been yeah. a lot more impressive if it was closer. Yeah, yeah. But the but, wind was pushing it. Right yeah, well, the wind was blowing really hard up there. Yeah. And yeah. I also wasn't exactly planning to do a blade stop when I went up. Mm-hmm. So if I had, I would went straight up. But I was kind of going out to come in with a big long, you know, do some flips Overspeed, or something. Yeah. But then when I got up there, I was like, yeah, why not? Just yeah. hold that positive pitch 
till the blades uh, yeah. stop. Because they're like, okay, the time's up and land. So I'll come in like for a quick landing and, you know, I don't auto. So I just came for a quick landing. And, yeah, he, and, and I'm and all full I hear, pitch and going like, up and up and, and up. Like, yep. He's like, I'm going to do a blade stop. I'm like, blade stop. I'm screaming it out. Blade stop. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> and sure enough, tick, tick, tick. Stop. And I, yeah. was like, and I was like, oh, look at that heli flopping around. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I did have to bail out of it, unfortunately. Yeah. I could, it started flopping around. There was no good yeah. back. Yeah, but it, even bailing out is not 100% because I didn't crank yeah. the blades down or anything before because mm-hmm. I really wasn't planning on it. Right. So it was kind of 50-50 whether the blades were going to fold or not, you know, yeah. when you try to spool back up too fast. But I made it and uh, got the blades back going and then was able to kick off or hit hold again and come on in with a normal auto. And then once we landed, I was just like, I'm so glad that's over. Yeah, so much weight and pressure off our shoulders, right? I felt totally better after that. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, that's the only two flights I did on Saturday. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I got two flights in. I think that's probably one more than I got. <laughs> I barely flew two. I think yeah. you got two in. I you I got a nitro got, flight in, I, I got think. two or three. And yeah, a lot of them were like nitro tuning flights. So we were just sport flying. I didn't do anything. Yeah, um, I'm telling you, I really don't care if I don't fly that much. Like, I just have so much fun hanging out. And mm-hmm. BSing and just, you know goofing yeah. off that i don't really care if i fly cool if i don't yeah doesn't matter yeah yeah it could go either way with me too and it's all right yeah. yeah so anyway saturday night was really fun i'll let you talk Tons. more about some of that stuff and sunday as usual was the most perfect weather like perfect thing. sunday was perfect yeah. sun was out or zero wind Zero it was a clouds. little cool in the morning, and then it started warming up by yep. noon. I think I left around 1 o'clock. I mean, it was beautiful. Yeah. Sunday's always no, the best day, unfortunately. <laughs> so. But, yeah, um, I mean, we had a had a blast. Mm-hmm. I think they had something over 60 pilots, which is a record for RCHL yeah. as far as I know. Yeah, it was packed. Big shout-out yeah. to Jay Treadway and Leslie for – and the club there for all the work they've done. And then, of course, Walt mm-hmm. for putting on the event. Yeah. Uh, John and Tyson, all those hooligan guys contribute. It's uh, it's it's one of my favorite events, I think. Yeah. Or, no, it's definitely fun. Yeah. So you want to go into a little bit of uh, your weekend? I think you yeah. got there about the same time I did, actually. Yeah, probably like an later. hour or two after. Yeah, a couple hours. Um. Yeah, so... You know, let's let's rewind a little and go back to Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. You know, Wednesday night, um, I actually went out with a couple of coworkers, and I didn't end up getting home to around eleven something at night. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I got this photo I'm going to do. So let me start packing all my stuff, right? I start, <laughs> you know, packing up a suitcase, mm-hmm. and I kind of got most of that stuff to, packed up. Um, I was like, okay, all my helicopter stuff, I got everything ready. I finished off to nitro that night. Um, the black night show, you know, getting that YS motor put in mm-hmm. and, and the whole rebuild I went through, um, get it all loaded in the car, right? I load up everything. I loaded up my, 
my combat bird to four 700s, you know, four goblins, right? So I had my uh, Black Thunder, which I was going to use for the podcast tandem flight. Mm-hmm. And then all fuel. So I got my Black Nitro, my Kraken Nitro, and my Gasser. And, um, you know, all's well. I got my tools. I got everything, you know, my my fuel and a couple of 700, you know, 12 the stick packs, kind of like in the bag and everything, just ready to go, all loaded up in the car, ready to go. Two transmitters, my wife, just in case. Yeah. Yep. My Both my V-controls, um, also the DX9 for the uh, the combat bird was a Blade 450X that I flew in combat. And, you know, I got everything. I was like, okay, everything's set. All I have to do is, you know, pack my meds and my and put the luggage in the car and I could be on the road first thing in the morning. My wife's like, oh, you know, can you, I got to go into work really early tomorrow. She left the house around five o'clock, five thirty. She's like, can you take Hunter to daycare? And I'm like, OK, never been there and I'll figure it out. We'll, you know, drop him off at daycare. But, um, you know, Hunter's kind of like. I guess was thinking like, oh. It's daddy, it's, you know, and Hunter Day. Like, mm-hmm. we don't have to do anything. Let's go hang out. And, and I was like, no, Hunter, you have to go to school. You have to go to your daycare, right? We have to go to, we got to drop you off. I got to drop you off. He's like, no, no, screaming, crying, you know, the usual, yeah, you know, waterworks and stuff. And, you know, it's like, oh, I, I really, it's like, I think it was, uh, it was around 7.30, almost 8 o'clock. And I was supposed to leave no later than 9 to make it down to Dan's house by 12. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Hunter, we have to go. We really have to go. You know, it's like crying, crying, you know, and do what you got to do. You grab him and put him in the car seat and go, right? Mm-hmm. So I go and I drop him off at daycare and kind of figure out where that place is. Was this the first time I've been there? Because um, my wife used to drop him off. And, <clears throat> you know, all's well. He, you know, obviously cried a bit. And I was like, okay. I'm like, cool. I get in the car. I'm like, Dan, I'm on my way down. It's like, Around 9.30-ish, and, you know, like I should be there around 12.31. And he's like, yeah, cool, that's no problem. And I'm, I'm driving down, I'm driving down, I'm freaking, you know, I'm stop for breakfast, get some gas, fuel up, and I'm just, I'm booking it, you know, like, I don't know why, but everyone's driving fast on the turnpike, and I guess that's just a Jersey thing, mm-hmm. because I'm doing like 85, 90 going down the turnpike, right? Um, I mean, <clears throat> I mean 65, sorry, speed a little bit. But, um, yeah. I'm going down and, you know, I get to Dan's house. And I'm like, cool, I'm here. Let's go. Let's pack this stuff up. We start loading up the car and I'm like, what the hell? I feel like I'm missing something. Hmm. Four helicopters, a bunch of transmitters, batteries, fuel, tools. Okay, okay. You know, all the essentials, right? You know, my combat bird, the DX9. And I'm like, where the fuck is my luggage? And my meds. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Damn. You know, so I left them at home because I was in such a rush and, you know, kind of not thinking, right? Sure. I just kind of rushed out of the house and I was like, oh, Easy man. <clears throat> Damn. And like the clothes, whatever. Like, you know, I don't, I don't care. I'm a guy. I could wear freaking same pair of jeans for yeah. three, four days. I don't 50 care. bucks I don't and care. you can be clothed yeah. for all weekend. Yeah. I, you know, good. like, yeah. You know, I was like, the clothes isn't a problem, but I'm like, damn, my meds, yeah. that sucks. So that, that means no drinking because, you know, I'm, my meds help regulate my sugar, mm-hmm. you know, my, my my blood sugar. And obviously any type of drinking is very bad and, you know, eating any like lots of carbs or anything, that stuff, mm-hmm. it's all bad. And obviously sugars too, right? So, and I was just like, okay, well, it is what it is. You know, it's not going to be the, 
it's not going to be the first time I miss my meds for a day or two, you know? I mean, this is four days, so it's a little bit longer than I'd, I'd, I'm comfortable with. Yeah. You know, but it's all right. I mean, it's, you know, it's too late. What am I going to do? You know, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, and I text my wife, my wife's like, do you want me to mail you the meds? I'm like, I don't even know the address to the field. I don't even know if to get mail at the field. <laughs> like, I don't, no, don't worry about it. I you almost know? thought of telling you, you could probably like overnight. FedEx or something, but it'd be, have yeah. to be Saturday delivery, and then it'd be, you know, yeah, and then it's like, like for 50, one day basically. Yeah, it costs like fifty bucks, and you'd only have yeah. Yeah, Saturday. <laughs> yeah, so you know, I was like, I forget. And my wife, she's cool. She's like, you know, do you want me to take Friday off and I'll drive down? I'm like, no, you're not driving down ten hours, yeah. nine, ten hours to just drop off medicine for me. I mean, it's full. It's cool. You could drive down and hang out, you, but I mean, you know, you when know. you said no, she's like, Whew. I was a bluff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. bluffing. Especially my because, <laughs> especially because she was sick. She has the flu. Uh, yeah. Hunter had the flu. Mm. Um, the weekend before, and and you know, um, and my daughter Chloe has a flu. Flu. So everyone was sick in the house, and yeah. I was like. Ooh, I'm lucky. I'm not in the house, right? Yeah. So I'm not going to get sick. But then again, like, you know, like literally everyone was sick in the house that this past weekend, which was kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, get into Dan's truck. We, we hitched the, his, um, toy hauler and everything. And we start driving down and we, we got there in pretty good time. I think about like just under six hours, like five and a half mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, you know, met up a few and everything, and then we're like, and on the way down, I'm like, I can't believe I'm texting you. I'm like, I, or I think I called you actually. Initially, I called you. I was like, dude, I can't. Guess what? I forgot, right? <laughs> and um, yeah. So basically, when, we, when I got there, we we're like, well, let's go get some food, and then we'll go hit up Walmart. And I think I spent like eighty bucks buying clothes, mm-hmm. which was which is stupid of me because I bought like two or three shirts, I bought one pair of jeans, you know. Um, and I bought socks and underwear and then like a bag to put it in and, and some snacks and stuff. So, um, it's like, I bought $80 worth of clothes and I basically wore one shirt because at the event I got, uh, <laughs> I got two shirts at the event. I got right. that like whatever, um, straight out of nitro mm-hmm. that they were giving away. And then the, uh, the event shirt. Um, so I just ended up wearing those like whatever, <laughs> uh, you know, I did use a pair of jeans and I used like you know, whatever, two pairs, three pairs of underwear and, and a couple of pairs of socks. The socks actually was the best purchase because yeah. it came like t- eight or tw- 12 socks or something like that. It was a big pack. And like, I don't know, just standing on your feet all day mm-hmm. wearing like Gore-Tex waterproof boots. Like your feet start to get a little damp and stinky. So I'm just like every like four or five hours where I'm like... Oh, my feet don't feel, you know, so hot. So I changed my socks, get a nice fresh pair of socks, air them out and stuff, you know. So that actually was like, I love that I had so much extra pairs of socks. It was great. Um, all right. So the event Friday, right? So Friday also, we were driving through a freaking tsunami. Like it was just tons of rain. Like it wasn't too bad in the Maryland, even Virginia area. But as soon as we got down to like, Almost like hitting North Carolina, it was just yeah, crazy it got downpour. Worse the more like the closer yes. you got. Yes, it did. Yeah, so it got pretty bad, and I was just like, "Ooh!" I mean, I look over, and Dan seems nonchalant. Like, okay, yeah, no problem, just driving. I'm like, okay, if he's not worried, I'm not That's because Dan's the man. I don't think anything yeah. phases him. Right, right. Nerves are still. Mm-hmm. Um. 
Yeah, so we get down there, and yeah, it was muddy, rainy, yeah. you know, Friday, um, you know, Friday morning wasn't too bad, but it did kind of get it, like, it was weird. It was, like, sunny at one moment, then it got cloudy, and then we had a little bit of flurries, and then it kind of rained the rest of the night, and, like, misty and stuff, and it was just kind of overall, like, a kind of a shitty day. Mm-hmm. But there was some flying, Um, I didn't do any flying, oh, actually, no, I lied. So Ali, I don't know how to say his last name, Balush or Balush or something like that, was there and he had a Blade MCPX BL2, I think. Mm-hmm. Whatever the MCPX with the brushless motor, but the newest version with that white and blue canopy. Right. I was like, oh, that looks pretty cool. He's like, yeah, you want to fly it? I'm like, uh, sure. I did like a 30 second flight and I was like, because it was windy as hell. Ooh, yeah, the wind was blowing 20 miles <laughs> yeah, an hour. Yeah, it was windy as hell. And I was like, ooh. Oh, this thing actually flies, but I'm like, okay. I, he's but the whole time I'm like, dude, I'm gonna crash it, dude. I'm gonna crash it's it. Like dude, around the like, bucket Bronco. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, don't crash it, don't crash it. I was like, dude, I'm gonna crash it. He's like, don't, don't crash it, don't crash it. I was like, dude, I'm gonna crash it. Okay, I landed. <laughs> okay, look, I didn't crash it. Here you go. <laughs> so I did like a 45 second flight in the crazy wind. Didn't crash it. I I had a couple like whoa moments, but didn't crash it. Give it back to him in one piece. Um, Speaking of Ollie, real quick, dude, that he dude like got 70. like seventy some flats in. Yes. Every yes. time I looked up, he was flying. I think yeah, he I, I think he got bet. I, I think he made progress over the weekend. Like, he did. He definitely. I know did. he definitely he learned, got, to auto. learned how to do some autos and yeah. So it was cool. Like like I said, I don't care if I fly, but it was cool to see someone so excited that they want to fly every second yes. they could. That was pretty yeah, neat. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. He, his flying was very scary to me. Like it's, I couldn't turn my back to his flying. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest, you know. Like, yeah. and I told him too, to his face. So don't think that I'm, I'm talking behind his face. I've spoken to him and I said, "Dude, your flying scares me. It's very erratic and it's very like forced, you know. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and you come very close to the flight exactly line. Have all the orientations and stuff either. Yeah." But- He's working yeah. on it. No, he is. He is. And and it was, he was like, I was like describing one move where he was doing where he was kind of doing like, it was almost like a half puro, but before it goes inverted, he would put it back upright and move it back like into a hover. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm not sure what you're doing, but that thing, like, if you're doing a half puro, just continue to half puro. Like, you know, because he knows how to do a half puro flip, like, mm-hmm. you know, inverted and back up. And he's like, no, no, I'm not trying to do that. I'm like, so what are you trying to do? He's like, I'm trying to bunny hop. I was like, oh, whoa, whoa, you're way off. That's what you're trying to bunny hop. You know, and I was like, before you learn to bunny hop, learn to do rainbows. And then learn to do TikToks. And it's a variation of a rainbow and a TikTok. And that's how you bunny hop. And he was like, oh. And he started doing rainbows. And he started like, at first he was like kicking the heli knife edge and then back down. Knife edge back down, right? You know like how most people mm-hmm. learn to do TikToks is very uneven. And then I was like, nah, keep pushing it. More roll more to the right. Roll more, roll more. Get it at forty five degrees on that side and at forty five degrees on the other side. And he started doing it and he started learning rainbows. Which is cool. You know? And then he started kind of getting what what, you know, bunny hopping would be, right? Mm-hmm. How you do a kind like of a, sideways, like sorta. You do it sideways, but you do it like quick though like it's like mm-hmm. you know one part is long and the other part's short you know so so he was getting that he was learning the auto and stuff so i mean that that dude like he's young he's like 20 something and mm-hmm. um you know he put in the 
the flights. He just kept on flying, kept being positive, flying, flying, mm-hmm. flying. And I think he racked like 72 or 74 flights yeah. or something that event, which is no, insane. I thought it was cool to see see someone excited like he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and not only excited, but he was very e- eager to like get advice. Mm-hmm. Like he would take yeah, the advice. Yeah, like yeah. anyone come up You'd to him, him and be like, oh, what's he would on? listen and and try do it. Yeah, yeah, you know. So so that was cool. Um, yeah. So let's see. Friday, you know, there were some folks flew at night. Um, and during the day and night, or during like the earlier, like as as the sun started going down. Um, I gotta say, this event had quite the number of crashes. And and you know that whole saying, this is where you know helicopters go to die. I believe it. It made a believer out of me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We could talk about uh, my what, thing too. But did, what, before we get to that, when you pulled in, what did you think of the of the field? Yeah, so uh, so we pulled in, and it's like a bunch of trucks parked everywhere, and it's very like industrial yard like, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. And then pull in, and it's like. I see, like, the camper's kind of parked on the right side. I see, like, you know, John and Justin Cook there, and I see you and, you know, and your camper, and I see um, Rodney's camper and, and just, you know, a couple of folks and stuff. And then I look to the left. So the campers were on the right when you pull in or kind of, like, front right. Mm-hmm. And then I look to the left, and I was like, well, I recognize the um, the heater box thing that they have because I see that <laughs> in the videos, and I, I recognize the carport. And I'm looking, and it's it's, you know, it's like – whatever six o'clock at night five thirty at night yeah, it's so dark. it's dark it's, yeah it's, yeah it was pretty much dark and i'm like i can't really see the field right now um but yeah it'll be fine <laughs> the next morning is when i noticed it uh-huh. so friday morning i go outside and i'm like okay so you have a field that's like 200 feet out there and like 200 300 feet wide or something like that and then you have like these like low trees right like trees that are like maybe I don't know, anywhere from three feet to six feet, seven feet, eight feet, maybe. Yeah, you know, I, didn't, I never walked out there. And weeds and crap. Yeah, I never, I never went out there to really look at how tall they are, but like brushes and some, you know, some, some taller features. And then behind that is like taller trees. And then, you know, there's, there's spatter, like you can see holes through the trees and stuff. And then there's power lines and then there's lights and there's a road. And I'm like, where's, where do they fly? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I, I guess, I guess they have they they fly this, you know, and well, it, you know the small field. To be honest, that power line and road is way far away. It seems close, though. Yeah, it's I know small. they are, but it seems close. You don't know close, does he? <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's really far away. Like my so, uh, my auto lines. when I was way out there, mm-hmm. I was probably over the road or the power lines. But I mean, I oh, was I, way farther I thought than you'd be anyone way normally. Past that. No, I was way farther than anyone would normally fly. Yeah. So, I mean, the field, yeah, the field is kind of—it's not the best field, it's not you know. Great. Well, that's not what great, I tell but... people. Uh, I love the people there, and it's one of the best clubs that I know of. Yes. But their field's not that great, and they'll be yeah. the first to tell you. They've yep. been working on mm-hmm. it and trying to improve it and stuff. Yeah, but I, t- I had a whole talk with Jay, and he's going to try to you know make it wider and put some more flight boxes and cut some trees out. Yeah, 
So they're, they're always improving, which is great. But a really um, fantastic club with like the people, the folks. So what was this? Was this Friday? Yeah, this was still Friday, I believe. So I, I you know, I get some couple of helicopters out and I'm like, okay, you know, hey, Andy, I need to work on some helis, right? I need to set up the pitch and just the overall like fly road set up for the the black nitro right with the ys in it because that's a brand new neo and i just did a basic setup i didn't do any like 13 degrees of pitch or eight degrees of cyclic or anything like that stuff i just kind of put it together did a basic setup and like i didn't even do macro cells or nothing like for the glow night i didn't set up anything on that thing really um so we're setting it up and, you know, and he's, you're, you're helping me and he's, you know, it's like, it's a swatch level. And he's like, yeah, move it to the, no, it's move it to the right, move it to the right. And I move it or to the left or whatever. I'm moving it. He's like, okay, that's the level, but why didn't the other servo move it? I'm like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, whatever. We didn't think, I don't, I actually, I don't think you brought it up at that moment, but no. when we're doing, when we're doing like the 13 degrees, honest, of I didn't positive think negative. about it because I was, I just, it didn't occur to me that one yeah. side didn't move. So we were doing like the 13 degrees positive and negative. And I'm like, why is that one servo not moving? And why is it the slash all like, I don't know, yeah, um, got all tilted. Jacked up again. Yeah. yeah, all jacked up and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know. Okay. And I'm like, well, I'll try to move the servo and the thing's locked up. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm not sure what happened with that. Maybe, maybe I put the servo horn and it wasn't 90 yet. I don't know. Something. Maybe. I don't know. I'm like, okay. Well, Pushing on it. Oh, yeah, no, this thing. And then I, and then I felt the servo. I was like, whoa, this thing is burning hot. Mm-hmm. So I unplugged it, you know, I unplugged the servo. And to test, I unplugged the servo, like the other servo into another port. Nope, nope, that works. You know, um, plugged the bad servo into like a couple other ports. Nope, doesn't matter. Don't matter where uh, you had a, a servo tester. You offered a servo tester. I'm like, yeah, let's try that. Didn't matter. The thing was locked up, was not moving. Dead. Yep. So I'm like, all right. I go and I look and oh, and, and I gotta say, Shannon and um, <clears throat> Caleb Turner were there, and you know, obviously Shannon had his only fine Helly's uh, trailer there. So I go and it was like, oh, it was around lunchtime. So I was like, oh, he's not there. It's locked up. Okay. I'm like, damn. What am I gonna do? I need to get this working. Like, you know, the purpose. One of the main purposes of me going there, obviously, is to hang out. But beyond that is that I had a YS motor that I needed help getting broken in and tuned. So I'm like, okay. Oh, you know what? I got a throttle servo on my gasser. It's the same servo. Let's take that one off temporarily, like, you know, and put that one on there. So um, I got that all set up and yeah, that worked and everything was fine. And we got it set up. And then, and then Shannon came back. So I bought another servo from him. And then put that in the gasser, and, and we didn't even get a chance to finish it. It's it's still in the same state. The servos installed, but the horn is not put on because I didn't power it up or anything. But but anyways, the black knight was ready to go, you know. And it was at that time it was already late night. And I was like, you know what, you know, let let me do like a uh, I think like let's just try to start it up and get one. No, no, was that that night? I'm getting my days mixed up now. I think so. Yeah, I think you. No, no it was Saturday. No, it was did. Saturday. You hovered it. First thing Saturday morning, I think. Yeah. So Saturday morning, I hover it and we're like, you know, and do like a short flight, you know, half a tank. But like half a tank was like literally a minute because it was so rich. Mm-hmm. It was spitting fuel out of the, the pipe. Um, But it flew. It flew. 
and I flew a couple of minutes and it was like, okay, cool, land it. I'll refill it up and we'll try it again. And we did. And we went down to the, the other flight station, not the main one, but the kind of the mm-hmm. one on the right. And we go to the one on the right and I'm like, okay, let's take off and go. And I'm like, cool. And Tom's there. Tom Shin's helping me getting this all set up, I, which I got to give a huge shout out to Tom for helping me out with that. Um, I'll do the shout outs actually at the end. But um, so uh, we're flying and I'm like, okay, I'm flying. And I'm like, okay, I do like a maneuver too. Okay, cool. You know, we kind of been leaning it in a little couple of clicks, couple of clicks on the mid, couple of clicks on the high. And, you know, and then all of a sudden I'm like, why did the tail move? That wasn't me. Okay, let me try to move it. Oh, it's not moving. Wait. Oh, no, it's moving. No, that's not me. Wait. I'm like, I got no tail. And I was like, okay. You know, throttle hold and all loaded down. No damage. No, you know, it didn't wobble or nothing. Just whoop, landed nice and softly. I look and I guess my JB weld was either not mixed right or didn't have time to fully set because my, you know, how the, um, the carbon fiber rods with the the servo kind of I don't know metal. What do you call those the things? Threaded rod link. Part. The threaded yeah, rod, the, the yeah. Metal link. The metal threaded rod, you know, was coming out of the carbon fiber. So, you know, I'm like, okay, I need to fix this. All right, who has epoxy or some even CA? I, I thought about right, and I think Tom's like, dude, go to Jay. Jay got uh just clean it up really well with alcohol. And was it, was it Tom? I think yeah, I think Tom said that to me. Mm-hmm. Um, go to Jay Treadwell and get um get a he has forty seventy Loctite. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, that stuff's that stuff's awesome. So we get that on there, and I you know, and I let it I let it cure like like four hours, five hours. Like mm-hmm. I I I know it's good after like five minutes. <laughs> But I just want to make sure because I don't want to lose the tail and fly it and crash the heli, right? Right. So I let it cure and everything's good. And then later on that day, we we take another test flight. And like the tail was like at that point. Um, actually at that point I was kind of I had like a beer or two. I know I was supposed, not supposed to drink, but you know I, I was under the influence. So I was like I'm not flying, you know. But I'm like Tom, if you want to fly in tuna for me, you're more than welcome. He's like, yeah, sure, let's let's do it. And he was like playing with the tail. He's doing pitch pumps. Um, and it would like kind of overspeed it when he got to the top and centered the stick. And it would also kick out 45 degrees. And he was like, Hey, that wasn't me. What's, what's going on? Well, you know, like what's up with your tail? I was like, I don't know. Let's land and take a look. The rod, we thought, man, it slipped again, right? Maybe from the other end. Mm-hmm. No, the rod was solid. I'm like, okay, that's kind of weird. All right. We tried it again and it did it again. We tried it on different head speeds, thinking maybe it's not, yeah. you know. Well, it wasn't always enough. kicking out 45 degrees. A lot of times it was, it was kicking like 10 degrees. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. weird. It, it wasn't like little. when it, it wouldn't like go out and then come back like a like uh, like a low gain in a pitch pump or something. It mm-hmm. would just go 10 degrees and stop in that position. Yeah, stay there. Just yeah. really odd behavior. Yeah, very odd. We tried messing with the gains. That didn't do anything. Kept on doing it. So we're like, all right. Let's inspect the tail. And and I said it too. I was like, that tail's been crashed in the last, you know, crash that I have. It was crashed, but like none of the tail blades broke. And, you know, I visually checked all the links and everything. There was no, nothing was broken or cracked or anything. So I was like, yeah, I just slapped it back together and put it on there. So I think um, 
Neil was with us, right? Mm-hmm. Neil Kapaloric and um and Tom and we're like I'm like, I have the old two bladed tail. We could just throw that on there, you know, it's in my toolbox. You know, and everyone's like <laughs> Me and you were like, eh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And Neil's like, Yeah, 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 where's that? So I think he ended up doing yeah. it, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's we like, were just like, eh, I don't I'll, care. Whatever. I'm like, fuck it. I just I'll do it. I don't care. I'll just do it in a day. I don't care. <laughs> He's like, No, 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 no. You got it? Let's do it. Let's do it. So I'm like, okay. So we do it, you know. We go back to your your camper, and mm-hmm. we're like, and he's sitting there, and I'm looking for all the parts, and I'm kind of like under the influence, like stupid right now. I'm like, oh, here we go. Here's all the things. Oh wait, I didn't. I can't find my pinion. Oh, and, we, and then I try to take the set screw out for the um, pulley. the tail pulley, and you know because I wasn't really thinking too well, I was using a ball two and a half or ball two millimeter mm-hmm. instead of the solid two millimeter right so i turn it i'm like click like oh well there goes that i just broke oh you the broke tip it i didn't it. know this yeah i was like there goes that i just broke the tip off it forget it i don't even care and he's like well and neil's like he was he was like like motivated to do this he was like well do you have another pulley because we could just take the case apart and put it in I was like, yeah, let me take a look. I'm like, nah, I don't have it. I don't have it. And then like three seconds later, I look at the bag for the, the two-bladed tail. It's like, oh, there's a pulley inside there. Yeah, I have it. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, So Neil installs it. Everything's good. We tighten it all down and everything's fine. And uh, And then we go back out there and Tom takes another test flight. And now we're like really tuning Start in. We're like tune. getting close. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting close. And he's doing his pitch pumps. And when it gets to the top where it kind of did that little overspeed a little, little over ramp, nothing. Tail holds solid. Down, tail holds solid. Every single act, boom, tail yeah. was holding solid. We didn't yeah, adjust cool. anything. Think, yeah, Tom was flying. I think he had land. Was he tailing Neil? Like one click, two clicks, or this or that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Neil kept running Neil. out and adjusting, yes. and Tom was flying. It's yeah. like... Mm-hmm. Three or four times of that, and that thing started really pulling good. Yeah, it was like, wow, just holding a tone, like, perfectly and everything. It was so nice. I was like, oh, this is great. He's like, dude, it's perfect. And, you know, Scott it's came like, by. Scott's, <laughs> Scott's like, I might just do one click richer, just to be on the safe side. And mm-hmm. we're like, okay, cool. And we left it like that. And then I'm like... Well, Scott, you want to fly Tom? You want to fly? You know, someone can fly it. I don't care. You know, like, I'm not going to fly it, but it's fine. And then, you know, I was like, Neil, you want to fly? He's like, sure, I'll fly. I'm like, okay. And he's like taking it easy at first and kind of just doing loops and, you know, and just doing some maneuvers. And then, um, and the tune, like, you were still kind of tuning it a little bit, mm-hmm. but not really. Like, you know, just one or two clicks here and, and there. And he started, what, was it nose then? I don't know if it was a tail then. I don't remember if it was nose then or tail, but he was doing aileron loops, right? Mm. Or was it forward or was it, uh, it was just forward flip? or backwards or one or the other? Yeah. So, okay. So he was, he was doing some. I was loop. standing over by the fire, but I could hear it. And it was just like, you know, just solid tone yeah. round and round. Like just pulling. Like you could tell it was really pulling good. Like it sounded really good. Yes. And then it didn't sound really good. <laughs> no. All I know is he's going, wow. Like, so my head's room moving, following the helicopter right now, like, wow, 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 wow. And he went into the ground, I'm like, what the? F-? <laughs> I was yeah. like, he was like, dude, 
it wasn't me. And I was like, yeah, I know. Like, I mean, you're good, but yeah, you heard you, <laughs> you, know? you heard the engine ch- like like you just it didn't shut off, but it kind of like the engine lost RPM, and then the heli just went weird. Yeah, yeah, it just got all weird, and it basically to me what it felt like is it went to failsafe. Yeah, and me, I'm just like, oh man, really? This is a brand new Neil? Fuck, no way, no way, no, no, I don't. It can't be the Neil. No way. <laughs> Um, we walk out there, man, the helicopters, you know, it's not total boom broke off partially like the nylon bolts broke like they're supposed to. Um, the head got pretty mangled up. Some of the, the main blade grips, uh, not the blade grips, but the uh, main grip arms got pretty mm-hmm. tweaked, like 90 degrees tweaked. Um, I'm, you know, this, this freaking helicopter. Yes. It's seen the dirt three times within four weeks. But in all the crashes, right, it never landed on the pipe. So that's a huge plus in one right there, right? Mm-hmm. Never landed on the pipe. Um, you know, the first crash wasn't too bad. That's what you know that I did, and then the second crash was a little bit worse. Which you know, I had to buy a whole bunch of parts, and uh, not a whole bunch. I had, to, I had a whole bunch of parts, but I had to buy some parts to get it fixed. And and the worst part is that. The, the set of blades I had there only had like two flights on it. Yeah. You just put um, them on. Yeah, I just put them on. So then I get another set of blades and I get all the parts and I fix the, the helicopter. And, and and then it goes in again, on, you know, while Neil was flying. No worries. You know, I you know Neil's like, oh, I feel so bad. I was like, dude, don't even worry about it. Like, I'm not stressing it. I know it wasn't you. You know, you weren't doing anything like so aggressive that like, I'd be like, dude, you need to calm down or anything, or you know, I feel like the helicopter's gonna break. Doing no. loops. I it think was he was going loop. backwards loops, but still, it wasn't. He no wasn't matter. going that close to the ground. You know, he's coming down like five feet off the ground and yeah, back up. he's very just basically just testing that motor out. Like, yeah, it was really pulling good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and those blades had about four flights on them. <laughs> Had half a gallon through that motor. I I broke through half a gallon at thirty percent at that event. Um, you know, what, you know, what are we gonna do, right? Like, it is what it is. Did We're inspecting it. Figure and out the it, the root cause. So. We're looking at it. We're looking at the helicopter there. You know, when it on the floor, and you know, and Tom notices because I use a jumper um, XC sixty as a jumper pin for my yeah, receiver. It's like pack. a shunt. A shot, yeah. Um, you know, so that way I come back from a flight, I don't have to take the canopy off, I can unplug that thing, mm-hmm. turn the receiver pack I'll just get the receiver pack through that jumper and then, you know, release the pressure and turn off my battery, um, my R two buffer pack. One thing I notice or Tom pointed out is like, dude, where's your jumper thing? Where's the your shunt thing, right? I'm like And the hell it was unpowered too, which was Yeah, weird. it was unpowered, yes. Like the servos weren't buzzing or yeah. nothing. Yeah, yeah. The, the helicopter was off. And I'm like, well, I, shit. Did that thing pop out? And I'm like, but the, it's like, you know, the way uh, the, the, Sean or the, uh, the, what did I keep on calling it? A jumper. It's, mm-hmm. it's configured. It's an XC60 and one under the XC60. It's looped, right? It goes from positive to negative. So it basically bridges that connection on the ground to make that 
receiver pack live or the, mm-hmm. the fly browser doing it live. And it's zip tied. The loop is zip tied. And I'm like, there's no way that that broke off. Like the zip tie was still there. So what what did it unsolder? He, he wasn't pulling. He, no way he was no. pulling enough amps to unsolder. On XC60, no way. On an XC60, which is, you know, rated for 60 amps. There's no way you're pulling 60 amps out of servos. Right? And I'm like, okay, so what the hell? Maybe it just fell off in flight, right? Maybe he was he wasn't always just doing loops. He was he was, you know, doing some yeah. 3D moves. Mm-hmm. And maybe so what what we were guessing or assuming, I guess, was that during the flight, he was doing 3D maneuvers and it might have came unplugged or it probably came unplugged, right? Mm-hmm. This is a brand new Neo. I was breaking in a motor. I didn't set up a, uh, any type of warning for receiver pack loss. Like, I didn't set a low voltage for receiver packs, right? Like, if the, you know, voltage drops to you, you have a, five a point backup. something. R2 yes, and I have an R2 backup, right? So, like, Normally, if I lost a receiver pack, the R2 backup would kick in and I would, you know, get whatever, 30 seconds, a minute of flight. Mm-hmm. Um, because I didn't set any alarms for that, what we think are, you know, what we think happened was during the 3D part where he was smacking around, it might have came unplugged, that that jumper, and it was running off of the battery, the R2 buffer pack, the uh you know, um, those capacitors. Mm-hmm. And he was probably doing loops, and the capacitor was all like, okay, woo, we're flying still. <laughs> and then we weren't. For like 20 and, seconds or 30. <laughs> and Yeah, and everything shut off, right? So, and it came crashing down. So, and so I'll kind of, I'm going to skip forward to when I come back home because that Sunday night I came back home and I started taking the helicopter apart a little. And I was like, and I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm like, okay, let me, you know, undo the two um, the pinch bolts on the bottom of the boom, right? The bottom port, like the ni- the nylon bolts broke, so I, I just undo those so I could undo the uh, boom, right? And as I'm as I'm looking in there while I'm unscrewing, I'm like, oh, look at that. So the jumper XC60 connector was wrapped inside between the boom and the transmission plate and the side frame. There's like a little, almost like a like a triangle pass-through that you could kind of see through and it was jammed in there and i was like what the hell how the hell did that happen even if it was it came loose how did it like wrap around and somehow fit itself back into like a small little crevice i don't know think it flipped up in there when it crashed maybe i couldn't take it off like it was in there i had to take the boom out to get to it I tried taking think it was wires, in, pliers, what, pulling it when out. When the boom it out. bolts broke, did that wedge it somehow? Like, could it have maybe. flopped in there before the crash? Maybe, maybe I don't know. But I think mm-hmm. I, I do believe that that's still the culprit. That that is the reason why everything shut off and it yeah. crashed. Well, I know we talked about possibly that it come unplugged in the crash, but then I got to thinking. The servos weren't powered up when we got over yeah. there, and we and the R2 ran right out yeah. there. I mean, 10 seconds Yeah, yeah later, the motor was running. The R2 <laughs> buffer would have been, oh, that's right, the motor. Yeah, I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah. And um, I think the R2 buffer would have still been powering the servos if it had unplugged in, fly, in, in the crash. I think it must yeah. have been unplugged before that. Yeah. So it was probably unplugged before that and lost juice and, and crashed. 
And I, I, was it Scott? I don't remember who yeah, ran Scott out Yeah, Scott ran out there and pulled the fuel line off. Yeah, pulled the fuel line. So thank you, Scott. Because um, that motor, Tom checked it and I checked it, and it has a shit ton of compression still. Mm-hmm. So I think the motor is safe. The clutch, obviously, got burnt up. It's, yeah, so yeah. I, I think the motor's and, – and that's really <laughs> – that was the main thing I was concerned about, the motor. You know, like I can replace the electronics. I can replace, you know, servos and needles and stuff. That, that's just money. The pop, but to get a perfect tune, the engine that and is, the pop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was and perfect tune, dude. Like, yeah, it was... the perfect tune, the perfect Hattori pipe. That's all that thing on that ninety-one SRX. That that is not replaceable. Like you know. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so I was just like, I don't even care. Like I, you know, like. Yeah, it sucks that this helicopter crashed so often, so frequently, what, but I, I think, don't even care. I think I told you, I was like, you might as well just re-kit this, because this thing's cursed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it just <laughs> keeps having problems. And, um, so, anyways, that happened Saturday night. No biggie. But, you know, we're hanging out, and, you know, the, the, the pilot's dinner was great. They had a cater from some, uh, Smith, fried chicken place. Yeah, Smithfield's barbecue. Oh yeah, it was so tasty. Um, it was so good. Um, chilling with a whole bunch of folks, you know. I, I mean, so I'm gonna do some shout outs. All right. What, um, what, before you do that, what'd you think of the combat? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I Let's didn't go talk to combat. about that. No, no, no. So combat, and we're like, are we going? Are we doing combat? It's nine o'clock. Are we doing this? Are we doing that? And someone has like a a seven HV compass out there or something. It's like. Oh no no they're not we're not we're not combating that guy's gonna go fly. I think it was a Kronos like, actually. Rob Kronos right yeah. Rob Cole goes up there drops his four fifty down he's like we're combating and, and I and then I was like oh wait I guess that big helicopter is combating too. Um you know so then all of us we start dropping all our oxys and and I, you know I brought a I bought a, I specifically bought this four fifty X so I could combat it um you know. And we do all this stuff, and we just, boom, get this all out there. And we start, and we start spooling up, and I take off, and I'm just kind of flying around and doing some 3D maneuvers, just kind of warming up and warm, and getting used to, like, the pitch. I, I never flown this. Like, I, I did a test flight, like a test hover, but I, I never really flew, flew the helicopter, so I wasn't sure, like, how's the cycling? How's this B-Sec setup mm. done, you know? So I was just flying and doing little 3D maneuvers, and then I'm, like, I'm coming back, kind of, like, going to get closer because I was kind of I kind of pushed the heli out far I was coming back closer and then freaking Rob Cole comes with his 450 <laughs> and takes me out and both of them just explode in the air <laughs> I was like ooh I'm like I walk over to Rob I'm like damn both played 450X's we're the first ones out he's like that was you I was like yeah <laughs> um, <clears throat> and then you know a couple other helis getting chopped up here and there and stuff and that that what was the Kronos right yeah that actually never took off, right? That no, thing never it, it took off. He was having some sort of problems. It, it took off, uh, but then immediately started tail super wagon, and then just completely lost the tail, and he ended up crashing. I can't oh. ground with it. There was a five, a, a blade five fifty. Yeah, Jesus with the five fifty yeah. X, and you know, it's like. One by one, things were falling out of the sky, and then basically what? (laughs) Yeah, it ended up him and uh, what was the other kid, Alex? A blade, uh, Alex. Yes, 
the Blade 230 version was it a 230 two, I think, or, or MCPX one, I think. or something. No, no, it was a Blade was 230. It yeah. Well, it looked insane because it looked like a nano compared to that 550 flying around yes. chasing it. <laughs> right. And he's like, you know, he's like doing circus and this guy's like trying to get him out, like trying to yeah. go from underneath and take him out. Uh-huh. And, and you know, he keeps on doing it and eventually he clips the guy's, uh, Alex's landing gears. I can I just barely clips it. Yeah. I think Alex could have flown it out. He hit throttle hold. Yeah. Yeah, he flopped it down. He could have flown it but up. The, but yeah, but the five fifty got no damage. Nothing at all. Didn't didn't phase it up because I mean a two thirty has little plastic skins. That yeah. ain't gonna do nothing. Five fifty blade. So he wins. He wins combat. I don't know why or how it came around <laughs> to be, but they're peer like peer pressure. Peer pressure. Yeah. They're like take a victory. Oh lap. man, you should go. You should go up. And do a huge tail slide right into the ground. And he was like kind of kind of going up and kind of bailing out. Like, no, 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 no. I can't do it. No, no. And, and you know, and at, I don't know if he, he said, like, does anyone else want to do it or something? But all I know is Scott Graham now has the controls <laughs> as a transmitter. <laughs> and he goes up and he goes up and he goes up and he goes like, whoop, into a tail slide. And they're like, don't pull out. Straight into the ground. Wham! That thing goes straight into the ground. The freaking tail box was like <laughs> buried in the ground. Yeah, like you it saw was like, like a tail blade stick deep. out. Yeah, you see like a tail blade stick out of the ground. His boom was like it folded like over if someone, on itself. Yeah, it folded over. Like someone took it and like a book closed it and just you know <laughs> pressed it. Folded over. The thing was, you know, blades obviously broken, right? You know, some damage. Yeah. Um, but overall, it wasn't that bad. No, it wasn't. Surprisingly. Um, That's the same 550X that took out the Goblin uh, 570 a couple of years ago in combat. Oh, shoot. That Is was it? Rick's. Yeah, that was Rick's 550. He's been trying to kill that thing for years. Wow. It just won't die. Wow. Because you can't get parts for him or nothing anymore. Oh. I mean, it's a, it's a dead heli. Yeah. But. It's been through a couple combats. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was awesome. Um, the flying, right? I mean, Justin Cook, Caleb Turner, holy crap, Neil Capilori, those three guys were freaking amazing flying, like mm-hmm. top notch, very aggressive, very fast, just. I you know uncomprehendable like I can't understand. Can't what how, I mean, every time I see Caleb, he gets better. Yeah, yeah, way better. Yeah, well, yeah, way better. Yeah, yeah, not like okay, I can now do reversal pirouette flip. No, like he I can do like seven different things. You yeah, know, he doesn't fly that much. He mostly no. only flies at the events. Yeah, so I don't know how he's getting so much better. I don't know. Maybe he sends. Maybe he's just. I don't know. He's gifted, just you know? talented. No. Um, but Cook too. He's yeah. Oh, he's like he is just precise and like right there on the ground, man. Next wave, he's going to be a really, 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 really top-notch pilot. I mean, he already is, but he just keeps getting better every time I see him. You know, I, I go to him and I was like, dude, you're you're like you're right there next to Kyle Stacy. Mm-hmm. You're gonna pass him mm-hmm. in no time. By next year, you'll be way. You know, surpassed it. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, Saturday was cool. 
Saturday was definitely late night. I think I didn't go to sleep till around two or something like that in the morning. Yeah. Um, maybe a little bit later. Um, you know, you know who actually? I don't know Mark's last name, but Mark, you know, who hangs out with uh, Lincoln and those guys. Harry. Yes, Mark Herring. Yeah, yes. Wilmington. Thank yeah. you. He really fucking flies well, man. Oh yeah, he flies really good. Like really well. Like I, he didn't, you know, he didn't want to fly one of at the all. Only fine heli team guys. He's. Is he? Yeah. Pretty good, dude. He was flying his five five six nitro. Mm-hmm. It was like wow. There were just maneuvers. I was just like, holy shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, Scott, Scott flew great. Uh, so many people, you know. Um, you know, Ollie did very well. Zach, you know, I met for the first time. He was flying very well. Um, I did see a logo go in real bad. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of chicken dance for a second or two. It, it did chicken dance until it settled. Yeah. Yeah. It went in bad. Um, you know, I guess he's, he's a little bit more of a, a newer pilot, mm-hmm. I guess. And he went inverted, like to do like a nose, like a flip, a mm-hmm. nose forward flip, but gave negative weight to early while he was knife edge and just drove the heli right into the ground. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, bah, 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 flipping around, chicken dancing. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, until it settled and they um, they pulled a fuel line, I believe. Um, yeah, it's crazy. There was a lot of crashes. Um, just just to talk about. Talk about two that Dan had. Um, the yeah. first one I saw, I was there. Oh, my goodness. You know, I, I think, I, yeah, I actually recorded it. I was Facebook live it. And he was coming down. Um, Kind of do it's some groundwork, right? Where you kind of like backflip and, you know, when you're knife edge, you like push the heli and then you like flip again and mm-hmm. push it and kind of bunny hop and, you know, like smack flying, right? And one time, you know, he's flying the Kraken, Nitro, and he, you know, smack flying and smack the tail on the ground and that thing. <laughs> I mean, hey, Mike, I know you're listening to this, right? Mike Sobey. You no longer are your yard sale. Okay. I know you crash a lot, and I know you crash, and usually spread things out wide. But holy crap, <laughs> the part where his tail boom ejected, then to the where the you know the the main fuselage airframe landed, and the distance from that point to where it rolled was longer than the distance between the the boom and the, the canopy, like the you know the 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 frame. It like it got tossed like ten feet, and then rolled for another twenty feet, just. <laughs> tossing everything it was spectacular yeah <laughs> um did you see his black nitro go in no i didn't i did see I a video we clip were of there, it but, but i think he pretty no, we were working on my it all across the field as well yes so Just he was doing those combo loops i call them like where you kind of go like upright halfway inverted you know you kind of do loops and you kind of switch them between upright and inverted and stuff and it was coming down from the left side to the right side, okay. inverted. And I don't know why, but the heli went a little bit too low. It went like it was just right into the dirt. And it was that was another ass too. Imagine oh, yeah. the heli like inverted about a foot off the ground doing 100 mile an air. Yeah. And then the blades then, catch the ground. And the blades hit the ground. And that <laughs> thing was just, just humbled. Humbled. God. Um, you know? Uh, let's see. There's there's a couple crashes. Neil crashed his black nitro twice. Yeah. 
You ran into the bushes first, with it once, so I mean, first time he ran into the bushes, but was like a like a little small tree sticking up that had yeah. no leaves or nothing. It was just a stick, right? And he clipped that. He ran into that. Yep. And then, and then I, I heard from him. His um, he crashed again. It was a, a servo extension for the tail. Oh, so that that's that what was it was. The problem, yeah, the servo extension, the male part had backed out of the the connector. The yeah. So it was intermittent, so, but he lost the tail basically. Yeah, so he was doing his maneuvers, and he lost the tail, and 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 that went in and broke the tail boom and stuff. Um, yep. And then my black nitro went in, so you know, I mean, counting that that Neil's crashed twice, <laughs> there was basically four black nitros that went in that event. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, let me see. Yeah. I mean, so this is my first time there, you know. Oh, my God. And the bonfire. Holy crap. Oh, Jay, that, yeah, that really wasn't even on. that big, to be honest. No, no, it wasn't. Yeah. And it's funny because they're like. It's usually bigger. I forgot who, I forgot who, who told him, but they're like, no, no, no. You see this stick? <laughs> and he raises a stick. It's like it's like, like eight foot stick or something. Yeah, and he's it like, was about six, six and a half, seven feet tall. Yeah. And he was like, "This is how big the f- this is the measurement of the fire that sh- it should be," and it wasn't uh, that high. But uh, <laughs> I just I thought it was funny that that's how they measure the fire. <laughs> yeah, you know, normally. Um, yeah, I mean, overall the event was amazing. It was it was, you know, it was just so much fun. It was just, you know, it was great to see everyone. And and I'm gonna give shout outs now. Um, so. First of all, give you Andy a shout out. I really appreciate that you let me stay with you. That that you know, it's huge. You know, yeah, um, absolutely. It's feel. Um, you know, huge, huge that's shout your, out. To that's Dad. your bed. Awesome. Wherever it is, that's yours. <laughs> awesome. Uh, you know, huge shout out to um to to Dan. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I I I was lucky, and I'm lucky. Like I I drove three hours, and he drove six hours. You know, total, I drove six hours, you know, going down to his house and coming back home. But he drove 12 hours total, you know. So, I like, you know, that's awesome that he, uh, you know, I was able to um, hitch a ride with him. Um, You know, got to give shout outs to Tima. Awesome. Thanks mm-hmm. for everything. You know, the breakfast and everything. Just just hanging out and stuff. That was cool. Um, John Allen. I blame you for why I bought a 2020 Silverado yesterday <laughs> because I I got to I was like oh John you got a Silverado cool I want to talk to you about it you know it's a 2018 model yeah. it's like this is exactly the model I want to get and blah 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 and I was talking to him and um you know I was like okay I, I think I'm gonna do it I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna look I'm gonna look seriously now not you know like before I was just perusing but no I'm gonna seriously start looking for a 2016 to 2018 Silverado you know half ton. Um, Tyson, you know, Tyson's, he's a ball buster, but he's funny. He's a good guy. It's always great to see him. Um, you know, Scott Graham, you know, thanks for everything you've done. It's good hanging out. Good all the, you know, chilling, good help with, you know, cutting the, cutting that fuel line real quick before my <laughs> YS engine turned, you know, to a gold, uh, head on it. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, obviously Jane Leslie, um, and Walt, you know, they did a great job doing the event. Um, Rodney too, Ronnie Clay, he helped mm-hmm. a lot that I can tell, you know, with the event and all. So that's great. Um, you know, great to hang out, John, Justin Cook again. 
Good to see them. It's been a while since I saw them last. Uh, sometime last year, I guess. So, yeah, it's definitely good to see them again and hang out. Uh, let's see. Tom Shen. Tom Shen, yep. I'm trying to remember who else was there. Tom Shen. Um, good to see Bob Heister. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Heister. Shaggy Parker. Heister, sorry. Um, you know, Shaggy. Shaggy was great. We hung out and talked a lot. Um, you know, Lincoln. Uh, Mark Herring. Uh, Jesus, I met him for the first time, and mm-hmm. his cousin. That was cool to hang out with them. Uh, Monty was there. It was cool. Kevin McGrady, awesome time meeting you and hanging Rich out. Rich Sowers. Rich, yep. Rich Sowers, um, Rick Stowers, and Ashley was also there, mm-hmm. too. It was great to see them. I think the last time I saw them was um, at their wedding. So. Yeah. So it's been a while. Um, who else? Man, there's so many. I, you know, I met... I met so many new people I met, right? Like Ali, I I think I met him at. Oh, I don't I don't think I met him, but I saw him at Fall Moda, but I met him properly there. Um, Zach, I forgot his name. Last Wydell or Wydell or something like that. Yeah. Uh, shoot, who? Else? I know I'm forgetting someone. Chad Taylor, is there? Chad Taylor, yes. Morning and night, Chad. Yes. Yes. Um. I don't know. I don't know who else. Uh, oh, Chris Olson. I haven't seen that guy oh, yeah, in like Olsen. over a year. Yeah, it was great to Cliff see him Lewis out there. Cliff Lewis and his daughter. Cliff Lewis and his daughter, yep, yep. Rob um, Cole. Yeah, Rob Cole, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sherman Martin. Sherman Martin showed up, yep, for Saturday. Um, oh, Chris Nutt. It's great to see him. Oh, Maynard. yeah, Protos Nitro. Yeah. Protos Nitro, yep, that was awesome. Dan really did an awesome play with mm-hmm. that Protos Nitro. Um, and they, and I saved their day or their event, I guess, or weekend or some shit. Because uh, Maynard comes over, he's like, "Dude, do you have any like RTV, like high tip RTV?" I was like, "Yeah," and I give him. The, he's like, "Oh, cool." And I'm like, and then I kind of walk over to where he's working. I was like, "Oh, what's going on?" He's like, "I was like, oh, that's the Protoss Nitro." <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, Chris did tighten down the pipe after it heated up, so it kind of loosened up." Mm-hmm. Um, in flight, so <laughs> yeah, I forgot about Maynard so. there. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was good to see him, you know. Uh, you know, good to uh, whoever's <laughs> – who's ever F-250 and not yours, that was like 38-inch <laughs> wheels and, and like, you know, a 10-inch lift, but I guess didn't have four-wheel drive anymore and got stuck. I know it's on your, you know, it's on you, but, <laughs> you know, we did have a laugh and it was, it was definitely enjoyable <laughs> to funny. watch you. Yeah. Oh, huge, huge to Shannon and Caleb, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, I needed some parts and it's, this is what I'm talking about. I love that Shannon's at these events because for some reason I always need parts and he's always there. He always comes through solid. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Um, it's good to see those guys. I know I'm missing so many people. Yeah, probably missing a think bunch of, of people. Think of anyone else? Uh, I'm really good at forgetting people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I yeah. forgot to mention when I was talking about my week, I ended up buying a bunch of stuff I hadn't planned on. Shaggy's oh, yeah? Trying to, yeah, Shaggy had a 130 Hobby oh, Wing yeah. for sale. So he yes. made me an offer on that. This was before the event. I was like, yeah, sure, I'll take it for that. Yeah. Well, after I got that, he's like, hey, you want this motor? This is a 4525, mm-hmm. 520. That's silver one. Edition. Yeah, he took the gold and I was like, well, I mean, I don't really need it. 
And he'd give me a number. I was like, well, yeah, I'll take it for that. Yeah. Cause, and then where'd you get that other one? Uh, and then, uh, Rich Sowers was uh-huh. selling his, uh, uh, Jetty DS14. Mm-hmm. Made me another offer that I couldn't refuse. So I ended up mm-hmm. with that as well. And then where'd you get the other thing? What other thing? E5? Oh, yeah. No, that's something from my, uh, oh, yeah, Ray Bacon was there. Oh, Ray was there. Yes. That shit. was from Ray. That was something we'd worked out a couple months uh, ago. Okay. Yeah, but, yeah. No, it was great to meet yeah, Ray, too, for the first time. Yeah, what, Ray Bacon. was Craig? I thought Craig was coming, too. No, he didn't make it. He couldn't uh, make it. He had some family stuff to do. Okay. Yeah, no, it was great to hang out with Ray and get to know him and stuff. Yeah. It was cool. Totally forgot about Ray. How do you forget Ray? Um. Huh. Let's see. Who else? I know we're forgetting more, man. Bunch of people that I didn't know or can't remember their names. Yeah, I met Alex um, for the first time. Kev, too, uh, ben, I think. Ben something. A guy I met that's uh, Kevin Grady's friend from Charleston. He yeah, was there. Yeah. Yes, yep, yep. I mm-hmm. cannot remember his name. I apologize. Um, but it was cool to see him. Yeah, it's like Ben C. something. Uh, ben Miner was there. Come down with Monty. Was he? I didn't. I didn't get a chance to meet him. Yeah, talked to him for a little while. That was cool. Nice. Oh, I wish I knew because I heard that he's the guy to talk to about a lot of things. Yeah, <laughs> like he's so experienced. Contronic, Futaba, Heli yeah. setup. Oh, pretty much anything. He probably yeah. knows what it is. <laughs> yep, he's one yep. of those guys. Yes, he's been in it. I what yeah. did he say? Four years or something. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, so sorry if we've um you know forgot to mention you and give you a shout out. Yeah, so, write in and say, Hey dummies, we were there too. Yeah. Yeah. Give Remind us, me. Give us a note. Um, kinda we suck at this. Yeah. And and you know, it's and for us like it's it was you know, I went to sleep late every night, woke up pretty much six thirty seven every morning. Um I didn't get a lot of sleep, you know. Um and there was a lot of coffee and a lot of soda, and a lot of caffeine <laughs> to keep me awake. So, so yeah, I mean, yeah, I probably, yeah, I'm sure I, I'm forgetting a whole bunch of people. So sorry about that. But, um, you know, it was a great event. Uh, you know, I, I want to go again. You know, that's, that's not a doubt. You know, next next year, year I'll be there again. Yeah. You know, so awesome. All right. Well, that was like freaking two hours. Yeah. <laughs> Are we done yet? Uh, yeah, sorry about that, George. <laughs> All right. How's your week? I was just kind of, you know, enjoying the trip with you there, imagining yeah. all that stuff. You'll have to you come have to next come. year, George. You have to. I don't know. There's so many, you know, they're just, I need to retire. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we've been, uh, John and I have been working on helis about every evening. After mm-hmm. work, and then uh, then Sunday, it was a beautiful day. My brother-in-law, we had a birthday dinner for him about one, and then everybody just started showing up and flying. So Craig was here, and uh, Craig Quillen, mm-hmm. John Coyle. Let's see who else was here. There's a couple of new guys came down, but we cool. uh, it, it was nice. I mean, it wasn't very windy. Sun came out. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. You know, it wasn't flooding down three or four inches down the yeah. driveway. 
But uh, we had a good time. I flew about four different helicopters, ran at least two or three packs through each one. Nice. So, yeah. That's really George. good to hear, George. I'm glad you're flying. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. I've got a couple of big old boxes over here with Roban on the side of them. We're going to open up Friday. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Nice. You should do some Facebook lives on our page or something. Do some unboxings. People, I'm sure people would love to get get a little insight and see how it's you know packaged and looks and stuff. You could just share that uh, that live link out there on yeah, Motion RC. Unbox them. All right. Yeah, yeah. 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 I've got one one already out of the box, so that you know you don't spend the whole time just unpacking stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, Pretty nice looking stuff. Awesome. Other than that, just uh, working on a shop a little bit. I cleared out a few more airplanes last week. If you've been following any of the <laughs> Facebook groups, I told mm-hmm. you that's all. That's all going to be helis hanging from the ceiling another year. <laughs> yeah. He's no, we're still getting rid of those airplanes for some reason. No, we, we've got them down to a manageable level now. <laughs> Liquidating for helicopter parts. Yeah. I think I've cornered the market on icons and brain twos lately. Yeah. I think you're right. But uh, my stuff would just bore you guys. Nah. But, but you know, it looks cool. Awesome, man. Yeah, it's, it's got, got some really cool stuff. I've got one with the sound system on it that's really cool. Now, I got the big uh, Sikorsky all set up, changed over to a uh, icon too. Okay, cool. Bluetooth. So, uh, yeah, finally figured out how to use that second auxiliary channel for, you know, activating something. Yeah, right. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. So you cycle through the different sounds with your bind button. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like I said, it, it, other than the scale look of some of the military ones, It'd be probably pretty boring to y'all. I could see y'all beating the tail on one of these MD500s until stuff was slinging off of it everywhere. <laughs> no. I can fly scale if I have to. 3D parts fl- flying off in, in shreds. Well, they, they can fly inverted, right? No. Oh, okay. I, well, I don't have any mindset <laughs> of where, where they would. Yeah, could bore you. <laughs> That big Sikorsky, all I want to do with it is just not crash it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, I'm not really the owner. I'm just the caretaker why it's in my yeah, position. Yeah, if you ever crash that, I'm going to cry. I'll, I'll just have to crawl under the table for a week or two. <laughs> Hibernate. <laughs> but it sounds like y'all had a really good time. I, I bet the, uh, the uh, tandem flying thing was just hilarious. Yeah, yeah, I, I, and you know, I was, I, I knew Andy was nervous because he was like, it seemed like he was kind of like shutting down, like, like he didn't want to talk about it, he didn't want to do, like he's like, I don't want to do this. Um, I know I, all about dread. Yeah, and, you know, like I was super nervous, but I, I hide it very well. I, I you know, I don't, I'll try not <laughs> to act nervous or you know, under the pressure. Was I acting nervous? Yeah, you're kind of like zoned out a little because you're yeah. kind of just like, you know. I mean, who can you're, tell? He you're, made, in he your made own head. Ready to, you know, jump up in the air 10 feet one second and the next, you know, he's just 
but he's always chill looking. That you never know whether he's really mad or just. Who, me? Yeah. yeah. I don't know about yeah, that, I, but thanks. It's just funny watching you fly 3D, you know. You're, you got this calm look on your face. <laughs> I, I, I would be squinting and painting and convulsing. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, so, oh, I, I totally forgot about this part. That's about my week. Getting back to work. So I, I did forget to mention this. Um, so Andy and I had a, 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 I guess those were more your idea, right, Andy? I think. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember, but we music. were talking about the about the tandem flight, yeah. yeah. And we're like, we're like, oh, you know, I was like, I don't know how it came up. I was like, oh, it was from last week's podcast, I think. Like after we were done or something, I was like, oh, you know that the song, the intro. I was like, Kevin, let me get a copy of that because I want to, I want to make a uh, a tandem flight music for us. Yeah, yeah, you're reminding me. Yeah, I think might have initially been my idea to play mm-hmm. the show intro, and then yeah. I was just going to play the blooper music. Yeah, you know, and then the outro because I figured, well, at least it'd be funny, kind of. Right. But then you and took I'll- it and run with it and made it so much better. <laughs> So, so I was like, yeah, Kevin, let's get that, you know, the original, because that song he wrote, like he, he played the guitar, the, he sang in it, he played the drums, and his friend played the bass in it. So I was like, let me get a copy of that so we could, you know, I can make something with it. So on the way down, you know, while Dan's driving, I busted out my laptop and a pair of headphones, and I started editing. And I, came up with like this kind of weird mix of bill 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 and what the fuck and <laughs> some other stuff like mike d sucks um and put it into a little mix a little it was originally four minutes and 20 seconds <laughs> um but they're like we're gonna be doing three minute flights so we ended up loading it onto your laptop and mm-hmm. you and i both kind of sat there and we like took out. a couple of Couple, yeah, a couple of chunks out to make it, I think, three minutes and 14 seconds. Mm-hmm. And, and that's good enough. Um, but it was very funny. So if you haven't listened to the song, you probably haven't listened to the song, unless you watched the live stream of the Tandem Flight. I did share the Tandem Flight on our free fall page, so it's there. But I think I'm going to also get the, you know, take the copy. The, the, the audio wasn't very normalized, like... Some parts were very loud and other parts were not quiet or pretty quiet. So I want to like normalize the audio volume and then actually just publish it out there on our website so people can stream it or, Mm -hmm. or listen to it through there because it's, it's, I think it's quite funny. Um, uh, I got to thank Mike Sobey because he had, (laughs) he had a little part of that song, Mm -hmm. um, you know, or or AKA Herbert, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, yes, Mike D, um, we had an Arnold sighting. Mm-hmm. You know, was there for a little bit. Yep. Uh, Evan, of course. Our theory was if we can't entertain him with our flying, at least we can entertain him with our music. Yes, with with our like, and I think I I think this was one of the points that I was like, you know, we're not great pilots, but we're damn good podcasters. So yeah, exactly. We do what we do best <laughs> and edit up some music and edit up some stuff. You know, an audio track. I think I think that's what got us bumped to that second place. I agree. Yeah, I heard, like, I didn't hear it when I was flying, but after when I watched the video, 
I heard a lot of people chuckling in the background. Yeah. So so that's awesome. I'm glad we made people laugh. So sorry, that's all I really wanted to say. I, I totally forgot about that. That uh, you know, I that the uh, the custom song that we made. I thought it was pretty cool. It was. You did a good job with that. It does need to be tweaked a little bit. It didn't matter there because he's just playing through loud ass speakers and yeah, audio quality was not the most important thing. But right. if we release it, it does need to be tweaked, cleaned a up a little. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You mean it's like most of the movies you see now? <laughs> like the action, the action scene will be, you know, like a hundred decibels yeah. at least, and and, and the then when they're, when they're having conversation, you know, it's like. Some yeah. dogs can't even hear it. Yeah. They're whispering. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of like that. Well, really just one part that's just, you know, the bill, bill, bill. That part was loud. Some podcasts you know. like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's get to the main topic and get to know Random Ray from Random Skits. Random. What, what's your company called again? Jeez, man. It's <laughs> Random. Well, okay. It Today, it is Random RC. But uh-huh. that's only because I started making airplane stuff about two years ago. Yes. Prior to that, it's Random Heli. And pretty yeah. much everybody in our community knows it as Random Heli. Yeah. Hence, Random Ray. Yes. Yeah. All right. So we got some um, questions that we're just going to we're gonna ask to get to know you better, right? You know, okay. like how long you've been a hobby and stuff like that. And then we'll kind of talk about some of your products and some of your, your new stuff. And, and hopefully maybe what else you've been working on. Okay. All right. So, uh, first of all, where are you located? Well, in Midlothian, Virginia, which is a burb just across the river from uh, downtown Richmond, Virginia. Okay. Okay. Nice. Nice. Uh, how long have you been in the hobby? Oh, 10 years, 12 years, something like that. Oh, nice. Okay. And did you did you just fly helis or did you also fly planes and maybe – Dabble in those things that we don't like. I, I, in, in RC, I started flying helicopters first. The same okay. way in fixed in, in full scale, mm-hmm. I started flying helicopters first because ah. I love helicopters. Nice. So and then 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 I started flying airplanes in both full scale and and RC. Airplanes are relaxing. Helicopters mm-hmm. are exciting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? yes. <laughs> sure. So you're a full scale <laughs> heli pilot as well. I am. I am. Awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Nice. Hey, so what got you interested in the hobby 10 years ago? Uh, I did a big favor for my brother, and he bought me this nasty uh, 450-size helicopter. And I went, oh, God, this is a bad <laughs> thing. And I was <laughs> I was hooked because I'd always kind of wanted to do it. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, people would say, oh, the blades cost 100 bucks," And I went, oh, geez, I don't want a hobby like that. Well, yeah. but if somebody just gives you this helicopter, sure, you go. Well, I guess I gotta it'd, fly it. It'd be an insult not to fly it. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. So, and just like everybody else, man, it just sucks you right in. Suddenly, yeah. my bank account is drained. <laughs> I'm buying part because I'm crashing like crazy, right? I, there's nobody mm-hmm. that te- I don't know anybody. I'm not in a flying club. I'm just going out in my backyard and destroying mm-hmm. it, right? Right. Like, what's new? Yeah. Uh, so, do you have like um? A day job, or it says random heli, random RC, kind of your day job. Well, so my I I sold my last company about ten years ago, and I didn't get rich, but I got free. Mm-hmm. And um, I've always been doing something. And um, 
like like most you know helicopter guys you encounter these problems and Mm -hmm. for me i'm a maker i I, i've always made stuff i've always tried to you know you find a problem and you want to solve it kind of thing and so one thing led to another and i just said you know i need to make these these this way to transport these helicopters because what i'm dealing with sucks and it everybody else sucks and so so uh that's the birth of of random heli and skid clamps just how do you how do we get these machines to the flying field without having them banging around in the back of the the jeep mm-hmm. so um that started in uh 2012 and it was really just i was just solving a problem that i had and figured other guys had it too yeah. so it, you know it's always been about making stuff and i i turn sadly i turn every hobby into a business probably not a good idea <laughs> yeah i heard that's not the best uh it's not because but this right. is this is great because i don't have any employees mm-hmm. right and um and the customers are great they're like my friends yeah you know? yeah so it's the best business ever did you have prior experience with plastics and i assume these are injection molded maybe they or? are with, yeah, with that so, kind of stuff because that's not something you just oh I'm just gonna like, dabble, <laughs> dabble in or something. No, it's yeah. not. No, it's not. The tools cost the price of a small Korean car. Yes, you know. So, uh, yeah. So my ex- background is in uh, manufacturing consumer products, consumer electronics. Okay. So all sorts of things like injection molding and mm. and bending metal and sourcing stuff from all kinds of places. So right. this was. This was kind of easy for me because, yeah. you know, I could do it myself and I knew how the game was played. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I'd always kind of wondered that because, like I said, it's not something just, to, uh, I mean, you are random Ray, but random Joe <laughs> out here on the street can't just say, oh, I'm going to injection mold some clamps all of a sudden. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's it. It's like I'm old, right? So I've done a lot of stuff. And, and when you add all that stuff up, eventually you go... Hey, I know how to do that. Right. I think. Right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that that's that's kind of an advantage. That's awesome. cool though. I will say Ray uh, is always looking for something new. Every time I think I've ever seen you at an event, you've got <clears> something. You're like, hey, I'm working on this, and what do you think yeah. about this? Or testing this? It's what I do. It's it, it's what's really that's neat. My, that's awesome. I, that's at, I'm at my happiest when I'm figuring <laughs> out how to make the next thing. Right. Yeah. No, that's great. Awesome. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> so, so you fly helicopters, RC. Do you have uh, what's in your fleet? Let's let's ask that question. Old shit. Um, nice. So um, I've got a Goblin six thirty, and okay. I've got this weird. Um, it was a a a, a line. 600 nitro that I converted to electric and I've got a, an old Align 500 and I've got a Gowie X3. Nice. nice. So I don't have anything new or modern. They're all V bar set up and stuff and they're, mm-hmm. they've all been tweaked and modded and all that jazz. But right. You know, um, all, all of my gear is way better than me. I think <laughs> we could all say that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, Andy. I've seen you fly some hell. So, so you're talking about V bar. So let's kind of talk about your supporting equipment. Like, um, you know, what do you like? I guess what's your transmitter choice? Spectrum. Batteries, you I, know? you know, I I started Spectrums day one. 
and I know it. It's easy. Mm -hmm. And as soon as fly bar list came in, because that 500 was the original 500. I mean, it had a fly bar and it had yeah. a static discharge problem and all that stuff. <laughs> nice. And um, you remember? And and it's been upgraded and upgraded. So it's always been V bar. And so I tried other stuff and I went, man, I can't figure this stuff out. So I just keep putting V bars in there. Nice. So pretty simple, right? Because I'm over building. I like flying them better than building them. Mm-hmm. Um, what about like batteries or chargers? What do you What do you prefer on those? Those options? no real. I mean, you tell me. I mean, I'm disappointed in every battery I've ever bought. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just I am. You know, I, I I try. Well, you know, okay, I've got I've got weird stuff. I've got zippies and Gen Zays and strange stuff for for foamy airplanes last forever but my really nice expensive packs you know yeah. i don't know jeez it's yeah. it's really depressing to have packs go like that i don't know i think it's just kind of luck of the draw cuz i've bought really expensive packs that were crap and i've gotten really cheap packs that were really great and then i've had everything in between yeah you know one yeah. one good buy two packs at the same time one will be great. The other one will be crap. It's just. Yeah. I don't know how to pick them. I mean, yeah, I guess it is just luck. Because the it's ones just, for that Goblin 630 have been going strong for two years. And yeah. then I can buy some new packs for something else. And it's like, that's it. Six months. Yeah. I mean, generally, the better brands will be less of the bad ones. But you still get a bad one here and there. It's just yeah. the, nature of the nature of the beast, I guess. But I stopped flying nitro because I just couldn't ever get the tuning right. And I was just, I don't know, the mm -hmm. smell in the Jeep going home from the field was making me crazy and make my <laughs> eyes burn. So everything's electric now. Mm -hmm. So I really got to figure out which packs are good. Yeah. I think you wrote this, Andy, right? You want to ask this one? What's that? Oh, yeah. Like, um, we spoke about it just a little bit, but... Where does the, the inspiration for the different products come from? You mentioned the clamps as needing a way to transport them effectively. Solving uh, problems. Just solving it, problems. It's that simple. Either I have it or somebody tells me they've got it, and mm -hmm. then it just sort of captures my imagination. I go, yeah, yeah, we ought to, we ought to fix that. So right. you see a problem like, okay, uh, before skid clamps, it was – uh, boards with slots in them and wing nuts, mm -hmm. right? Or it was bungees and stuff. Mm -hmm. And yeah. we were all doing the same thing. And I went, man, this sucks. This is this is a drag. It doesn't work very well. It's awkward. It's not beautiful. Glumbers and so I went, I wonder if there's another way to do that. Um, you know, recently, the, the sleeves, the blade buddies, um, Chris Mulcahy was saying, you know, you really should make some of these because you can't buy these things anymore. And I went, really? And so we talked about it and went, I don't know. And then other people went, yeah, yeah, we really do. And the same with the blade bags. Mm -hmm. uh, people go, you can't get them anymore. And I went, well, okay, we can, we can fix that. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's, that, it's no more profound than that. Let's, hmm. let's run through real quick all your different products. I know you've got yeah. skid clamps. You've got the gear jacks, which is... The whole airplane thing. All yeah. types of stuff for mm -hmm. what, like larger balsa style airplanes, like big 3D yeah. planes. 
jets, warbirds. Yeah. Okay. So, so the skid clamp side, the helicopter side, started with skid clamps, tube mm-hmm. style, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's skid yeah. pipes. Sure. Yep. Then uh, SAB comes out with carbon fiber skids. Oh, great. Now I got to buy another Korean car worth of tooling to do that because, <laughs> you know, hey, you can't be left behind. You're the skid clamp guy. Yeah. Right. And so I do that. So now you've got the uh, carbon fiber slanted things and you got tube style. Then T-Track, the sliding track right. mm-hmm. that people mount. That was a an add-on that made it a lot more flexible. Mm-hmm. Right. And so then people are going, but what do you do for airplanes? I went, I don't know. There's too many different kinds of airplanes, and I don't know what to sure. do. But then I thought about it. You either grab them by the struts, you grab them by the wing tubes, or you grab the fuselage. Mm-hmm. And with those three ways to grab onto an airplane, you can pretty much grab onto anything from a big-ass jet to a big you know, uh, pattern airplane to you know, just a sport plane. So gear jacks. Right. So it's a pretty elaborate way to do that instead of um, pool noodles and PVC pipe and plywood. Bungee cords. Because every time those guys get a new model, they got to go out in the garage and get the jigsaw out and start sawing up plywood and lining it with pool noodles. So anyway, there's gear jacks and that's a a range of stuff from slide it in and out and lift it up and grab it and hold on to it softly and all that jazz. Mm -hmm. So. Then back to helis, um, the uh, sleeves, the blade buddies, so that, you know, a lot of guys want to just throw a helicopter in the back seat of the car, maybe two of them lay them up against each other, and they're not on skid clamps, they're not on a platform. Right. So their, their main blades are banging together and getting chips on the leading edge. Mm-hmm. Yep. So these little sleeves uh, stop that, right? And they were made a long time ago. You can still see them on like a, a YouTube video from A Main, but then they just stopped. So I got those things out there. And then the blade backs, you know, uh, Curtis had one and JR had one. And mm-hmm. if you if you had one of those, man, you're not going to let go of it. But that was it. They just stopped. Right. And guys are going, man, where do I get one of those? So solve a problem, right? Mm-hmm. Make those. So now those are two new things for the helicopters. Awesome. And that's sort of it for right now. Yeah. Yeah. So when you have a problem like, you know, let's let's say the skid clamps, because that's kinda what's kind of founded this whole thing. Yeah. Um, you know, what are like your like what are your design steps? Like how do you go from like a an idea to some type of concept to like maybe a prototype or you know, and then maybe into like some production stuff? Like just curious that that workflow that you have to do for each product that you um, think up, you know? So I've been uh, thinking about making things for a long time, decades, right? And so now I I just close my eyes and visualize what I'm trying to achieve. Mm -hmm. And I look at all the ways that all the solutions that I come up with, the possibilities of why they are inelegant, why they are awkward, why they consume too much material, why they will break, why they cost too much. All the the reasons why the idea I have right now is not a good one, right? And so I keep like, throw that one away, throw that one away. So what happens is you get lots of ideas fast Mm -hmm. and you keep shooting them down. 
And so what you're left with is this sort of essential thing that says it's got to be like this. And then I just keep recycling it and spinning it around in my head, standing in the shower, driving in the car, staring out at the forest, and then bits and pieces start to come together and I can't find anything that's wrong with it. Mm -hmm. Then I know I'm, you know, getting closer. Right. And so then I start making sketches and I use um, a fancy 3D modeling uh, software and I start drawing pictures. Mm -hmm. And um, then I start thinking about, you know, how, how can we get this made? You know, can I make it? Can I get somebody to make it? Can I bend it or do I have to have it molded? Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And you just, you just go through the, the steps. I don't know if that makes sense. That oh, makes perfect oh, yeah. sense. They look really good. I, I need to uh, make some purchases. <laughs> oh, okay. If George needs to buy some. He's gonna have to buy like all. Okay. Whatever we have in stock. Do you sell them yeah. by the gross, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, hell yes. Hell yes. <laughs> For a gross, you get a deal. There you go. Yeah. How many can you get in a fifty-five gallon drum? <laughs> uh, a shitload. Yeah, shitload. <laughs> Thousands. <laughs> yeah, they don't weigh anything. So that was interesting because skid clamps don't weigh anything, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, gear jacks, on the other hand, it's it's like powder-coated, eighth-inch thick aluminum. Yeah. They yeah. weigh a ton. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can't get a, a shitload of those in there. Yeah. So uh, what's the injection molding process, right? Like, you know, there's kind of been – it must have had, like, multiple alliterations of, like, the mode, right? Like, was it – I'm – don't think, I mean, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but did you get it on your first try or is that something like you kind of have to like, wish? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you better be close. So here's yeah. the thing. Um, the guys, so you design a part, right? And the part has to have draft angles and things like that. And then you hand it over to somebody that's going to design the tool to mold that part. That's a completely separate piece of work and a separate uh, skill set, right? Mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Um because they're thinking about how to squirt the plastic in and the parts that have to move and little pins that go in and come out at the right time to make holes in the right places, all yeah. that jazz. And, and to make it push, push off the dies as well. Yeah, to get out of there. Least, I mean, you don't yeah. want to be stuck, right? And uh, to preserve the, the uh, desired characteristics of the material after it's molded and to deal with shrink, it's a big deal. And those guys are experts. I don't know anything about that. I say, this is the part I want to end up with. You do your part to do that, right? I'll pay you for this result, but I can't comment on how you get it, right? Mm -hmm. Having said that, the one thing you know is when you think you're close on a design, you can remove metal from a tool, which means you're adding plastic to the part, but you can't go the other way. Yeah. You cannot go the other way. Well, except at great expense. So it's a tricky thing because when you're working a design in the beginning, you you have to be thinking that I can make it thicker, but I can't make it thinner, right? And so the um, the the first the the tube style skids, the first set of tools I bought, um, we were pretty close on the first try. We made a few tweaks, not too much more money, and we were there. Mm-hmm. On the Goblin uh, tools, mm-hmm. we made the first set of tools, and the parts completely failed. 
completely failed. Mm-hmm. It was the most depressing thing because I spent, I bought the Korean car, right? The whole mm-hmm. thing. And I just went, we have to start over. This design is fundamentally flawed. So I had to buy two Korean cars to get it done. Mm-hmm. That was really disappointing. But, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to give up? I, I'm the skid clamp guy. I got to have the goblin stuff, right? Yeah. Oh, it was brutal. I was, oh, I was throw up, <laughs> you know, because you just spent like, like a car oh, and yeah. Uh, yeah. just throw it Not away. Start over. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. so on the second try though, we learned so much in that failure that when the mm-hmm. second tool was done, the parts just came out and they, it was, nice. it was great. Nice. Right. So, um, in, uh, injection molding tooling is not for the faint of heart. No, I don't know a lot about it, but I know that it's <clears throat> expensive. And like you say, there's little room for error when you're doing it. Yeah, it's, um, it's something else, but what's really cool is when you go over to the place and, and, the skid clamps are molded in Waynesboro, Virginia. It's like, you know, an hour away or hour and a half away. Oh, nice. So when, when we put the tools up for the first time and you get your first offs to go over there to this place and they're these giant machines and lots of noise and stuff. And, um, and they're squirting your plastic and that's, that's pretty cool. I used to work on those Van Dorn injection machines when I was a young man, nice. making the, Milk jug lids and yeah, the big, yeah. the big, the big caps for uh, water bottles. Would you stand there and just tend the machine? No, I actually worked. I was I worked a die man. I I would fix dies. Sometimes you know you'd have one that it would just wear out. You'd have to yeah, cut the yeah. wa- water and plastic off to it and things like that. Right, right. Yeah, it, it's yeah. really is fascinating. What's even more is when it's coming out of there and being packaged. How they use these little troughs and pneumatics to send them on down the, the line and right package them so yeah not just the cost of your your dye but all those test runs to see if the product is going to inject right mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean i've tried uh, stupid things it the price you pay for the actual squirt per squirt is really tiny but to put the tool up on the machine and get it ready to run is serious so yeah. once it's on the machine you might as well run it for a long time yeah. but you know the heli hobby is pretty small so if i run a thousand pieces that's nothing for these guys they they run like fifty thousand pieces a hundred thousand pieces right? right and so you know i go place another order and they go yeah they got to drag out this giant hunk of steel <laughs> hoist it up on this machine <laughs> and it runs for like six hours and they're done they yeah, would have normally right. run for a week. Yeah, six takes, days. Wow. Yeah, it takes about four hours just to change the dye. Right, right. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, here comes Ray again. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Did yeah, it's that it's that shiny mold over there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did you did it take a long time to figure out the composition of the plastic you wanted? Did you have to experiment with that a little bit to get no. the proper no, there's there's uh, there's just a few materials that um, would be optimum for that sort of part, mm-hmm. right? And so, in the very beginning, the parts were made out of ten percent glass filled polypropylene, mm-hmm. right? Ten percent PP, and that would be a typical 
uh, material to use for a thing like that. The problem was the um, with the glass fibers in the polypropylene, when you bend it past a certain point, it would create a little white fracture line. Mm-hmm. And that was the beginning of a stress crack. And so the latches would eventually break if you got a little ham-handed with them. Sure. And so um, it, it's, an, it's the nature of the beast. Um, they did all the right things otherwise, but guys could over overcook it. So we went to HDPE, which is a lot more, it's a lot tougher. Uh, and that you can, you can overcook it a lot more without that defect. Right. Mm, okay. So that's pretty good. Um, I have had lots of shots made just to find out off those tools in a variety of different materials. And my absolute favorite is Delrin, right? right. Um, acetal, but it's so freaking stiff that you'd have to redesign the part to be able to use it because I mean, when you clamp it, you latch it down and go, I need pliers to get this open, (laughs) Yeah, you know? Mm. So it's not flexible enough in the current design. But one of the things I'm working on is a a new skid clamp uh, idea. And I've been Mm -hmm. dreaming on it for a couple of years. Um, And it probably would use a material like Delrin, but it would be designed to do it that way. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I just I find all that very interesting, like bringing a product to market and designing it, yeah. and uh, just the, the whole thing. It's fun. I mean, there's a certain aspect of, you know, when I when I decided to put the tools down for um, the first skid clamps. Literally, it's a couple of Korean cars. And I'm thinking, you know, I don't know if anybody really wants these. So I figured I'll either lose all that money, I'll break even, or I'll pay my mortgage. One of those three. (laughs) And so I got somewhere between break even and paying my mortgage. But I was okay with, because I just come off some other stuff that was pretty good. I was okay with, well... If I lose it, it it was really fun. Right. Right. But if you were like uh, borrowing that money or something, yeah. or it was be a stretch, to, it would yeah. be like really stressful. Mm-hmm. So well, and, it's kind of like I'm playing for free in a way. It's, right. it, you know what I mean? Like I didn't care. Yeah. Well, I mean, as I long did. as you, you can go above break even, I mean, you're, you're, you're okay. I, it yeah. sucks to lose money or, or even break even. You look at all the work you put in for right. no real return other than just making us dumb heli guys happy. But, and even having fun. And having fun. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because this is, this is the best job I've had so far. <laughs> nice. I've had the kind where you wear suits and sit in boardrooms and stuff. Yeah. So. Awesome. What do you, um, how do you feel about, uh, guys 3D printing clamps and making their own stuff? Have you seen anybody copy your design or, or any well, problems with um, that? You know, there's a guy on, you know, Thingiverse, Thingiverse. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. a guy, I don't know, I got one of those Google alert things where if the word skid clamp or mm-hmm. whatever ran out, then I boop. So I, hey, it's Thingiverse. So I go over there and there's a guy. And he was really very kind. He goes, 
you know, and with all credit due to random heli, blah, 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 I made my own skid clamps. And I said, dude, that's great. Enjoy. Have fun. Um, they're really slow. 3D printers are really slow, right? Mm-hmm. So it would be insane to to do it commercially. But if he wanted to make some, um, yeah, go for it. They're not going to perform correctly mm-hmm, because yeah. uh, between layer adhesion and and just the way printing's going to work, it's not going to perform like a skid clamp. I mean, yeah. it kind of will, but it'll break pretty fast. Yeah. Uh, but no, I have no problem with it. So I actually um, I commented on his Thingiverse post, and when you know, I was very knock yourself out. This is great. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Um, here's some ideas. Make some for uh, scale it up and make some for like 15 millimeter skids for the scale guys. Mm-hmm. You know, go sell them. Um, so yeah. Well, that's cool. I I didn't I didn't know I, I've never I don't know if I've ever really seen clamps like you have because like you say in three D printed I don't think they would really work, but I've seen other like you know skid holding mechanisms I guess I should say none quite as small or elegant as the as the skid clamps but different systems so I didn't know yeah. if if that was a a problem or you noticed any difference in sales or, you know, anything like no, that? No, I mean, so when you, when you start making a product in the U S everybody's going to go, well, aren't the Asian guys going to rip you off? And I went, well, yeah, maybe. And, and the joke I tell is no, those guys are pretty smart. They looked at the business and went, there's no money in that. <laughs> <laughs> so the right. tricks make something that you, you can't Nobody make money at. <laughs> exactly. And they you're fine. It. Nobody's going to bother you. Go out there and do something that loses money. Yeah. You're safe. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, no, there's – um. so when I designed the skid clamps, I looked at all the available solutions I could find. And, and some of them were pretty good, but there was some drawback that I wanted to – try and improve upon incremental improvement right mm-hmm. so that was fine and then um do you know about the the ones that rc pro plus has put out have you seen their skid clamps yeah they actually I've, call I've them skid them. clamps yeah um, but so i can't remember exactly were. what they look like well, so somebody uh, texts me or messengers and says we hey ray are these yours and i went no what are you talking about so i went out there and looked and I look at this and I go, oh, my God, these guys have tooled injection molding. Okay, maybe they have their own tooling in-house mm-hmm. or whatever, sure. but they still, it costs money. They tooled a part that I thought, if you're going to make skid clamps, you should have called me up and asked, Ray, what would you do if you went for a version two? Because I got a lot of ideas mm-hmm. to fix everything I don't like about the current design. Mm-hmm. Instead, they made a... One that I, frankly, I, I don't want to be mean, but I just don't think it's very cool. It's kind of kind of clunky. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to rip me off, shit, at least make a really great Improve one. <laughs> yeah, you know, like right. like don't go backwards. Yeah. So and may, maybe that's unkind, and maybe it's not as backwards as I think, but I think it is. So, so no, I'm cool with all that. You know, there's. Um, you can get your ego and, well, I guess it's business too, but you can get your ego all attached to things like that mm-hmm. or not. 
And if I was a lot younger, I'd probably be attached to it. But I'm older, so I'm not, right? I'd rather just go, hey, can we just keep working these ideas until we make things better and better and better? Right. Right? Because we're all kind of in it together. Yeah. I don't know if a lot of people share your view, though, Ray. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just They're be younger. honest. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. There's a lot of propriety, and I used to get freaked out when people and, would rip my stuff off. And and it could be other companies where you you do borrow money to do this or that, and you're yeah, yeah, you're yeah. under the gun, and if you lose sales, it could mean the difference between the business staying in business or not. Absolutely. So, You're right. See, so I'm kind of like playing for free in a way. Right. And so that gives me license to not get freaked out by that sure, stuff. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's not really fair because uh, other, like you said, other people could be, shit, I'm going to lose my house. Right. Yeah. That kind of thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. They call it fixed clips too. It's kind of weird. Maybe What's that? Know. What? We call it helicopter fix clip. F I X clip. C L I P. Is that you're looking up RC Pro Plus? Yeah. yeah, I looked it up to see what it looks yeah. like. And yeah, that's what it says. Helicopter fix clip. And yeah, they do look bulky and weird. It's like it seems like it's like a one size fits all type of deal, but I mean yeah. for round skids, right? Like for uh pipes. Yeah. Only round, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Well, I wish they'd call, call me because if they have enough money to tool it, I could have given some really good ideas. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. That, that yeah. reminds me. How many different versions do you have, different yeah. sizes? Yeah. On the round stuff, there's really three. There's mm-hmm. a little one for like 450 size, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Maybe 500 size. Then there's the 8 millimeter and the 9 millimeter. Okay. And then we can do mods on the 9 to get up to 10. Right. But at the end of 10, you're done, right? And so um, in the Goblin style, the, the SAB stuff, then everything from the really little um, carbon fiber skids up to the shit, uh, a Goblin gasser conversion, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's three styles of that. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a mod using the a Goblin style to put that fat 12 millimeter skid that's on it started out as an F3C mm-hmm. thing, and then it became the, you know, uh, whatever, Kyle Stacy, yeah. whatever, right? So they're just really fat skids. And now that's 12 millimeter, just about a half an inch. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty good. Um, but the scale guys, shoot, they get up to five-eighths of an inch easily. Mm-hmm. So I still have nothing for those guys. Hear that, George? You're shit out of luck. Yeah. I was just over. I was over here measuring some stuff. <laughs> He's going around measuring. <laughs> yeah. So honestly, you know what the best answer is, George, for that stuff? You know they're they're called ratchet clamps, and they use them to secure cable, uh, yeah. like big ass electrical cable. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the answer. If you just have, you know, the market it gets smaller and smaller, and smaller as you go up into scale, big scale, sure. right? So mm-hmm. I'm not going to buy another Korean car to help you out. Yeah. Um, so. I've actually given a box of those things to a guy that was doing, I said, I, I got nothing for you here. You know, screw these to a board. You're on your way. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not going to be as slick as skid clamps, but you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. yeah, it'll work. And it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Oh, What's cool. the most extreme condition that your skid clamps have held up in that you know of? 
Oh, gosh, that's a user, good question. User feedback or pictures somebody sent of rolling their minivan with oh well <laughs> the um, helicopter okay, just sitting okay. perfectly still. So this is this is the best I got for you. Kind of a matrix, look. and it's on my website in the Skid Clamp User Gallery. There's a guy with a Jeep Wrangler who put a board in between the roll bars in the back, right, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the ceiling. And screwed skid clamps to it, and he carries a couple of 700s inverted in his Jeep. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay, so that's one. And then who's the guy that rides the motorcycle that straps it onto the back of the bike? Um, He's on on my website, too. Mm -hmm. And I met him. I can't think of his name right now. Um, So, I don't know. Going down the highway 80 miles an hour on your Harley with a freaking... 700 strapped to the back i mean that's he's either got a lot of money or i don't know that's cool so yeah before i, I got just up. go ahead oh i was just gonna tell you a quick little story before i got my camper where i have the helis hung on the wall uh-huh. i had a a two before piece of plywood two foot by four foot and i could get i think five helis on there various sizes yeah. 700 down to like 450 size nose to tail. And uh, so I'd have that in the back of my truck and it would, you know, not slide around. They all mm-hmm. held on there. Well, and all the time people asked me like those actually hold. I was like, sure. And I'd pull it out. I'd uh, get them to help me. I'd flip it upside down and I would shake it. And every <laughs> single time I did that, the guys were just like, Whoa, that'll hold that. You're brave. I'm like, no, they'll they'll hold. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've seen there's I have a video on my website under random videos where this buddy of mine comes over and I put a platform together for the back of his, I don't know, whatever Mm -hmm. SUV. And we load up his whole fleet and I go, come on, let's do it. And we turn them over and shake them. Yeah. And. It's kind of what I was doing. Face. He's just going, <laughs> you have insurance, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they work pretty good. They're, I mean, it, nothing's foolproof. They break. Well, sure. Guys break them. They break. Oh, you yeah. know, but, but if you think about the just tens of thousands of them out there, it's, it's kind of like the Dean's connector of mm-hmm. how to get your helicopter to the field. Mm-hmm. My biggest problem with breaking them is I would leave it open and I had it on uh-huh. that board and then I yep. put the board or lean it up here, there and end up knocking the, the, yep. the top part off and it would break yep. the little pin out of it. Yeah. I, I never yep. broke one while it was in use or using it. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just, and so just careless instance, knocking them off. Yeah. They, you just shear the latch right mm-hmm. off. You're supposed to. The best practice is when you take the helicopter out, close the latch. So if you look at the goblin clamps, the latch lays all the way back, mm-hmm. right? It, the original ones, they, they get stuck at about, you know, six, 120 degrees. Sure. So they're just a perfect obstacle, oh, yeah. uh, you, know, mm-hmm. you know, shear it off. So that would be something I would change in if I did a, you know, a V2. Okay. Yeah. So, Sorry. I'll send you free latches. Oh, no. 
<laughs> I do. I think you it's give called, me some latches, actually, when I saw you. It's the make you happy warranty. Because, <clears throat> see, once again, this isn't fair. Um, I have the luxury of when somebody says, hey, I need an RA because X, Y, Z. And I go, uh, what is it that you want? And they go, well, my stuff broke. And I said, well, how about if I send you free stuff? And they go, okay. Um, <laughs> it's called the make you happy warranty. It's like, well, what would it take to make you happy? Well, I would like free stuff. Yeah. Okay. So it doesn't cost much to send a guy some free stuff. And right. then I don't have anybody that's pissed at me. Yeah. 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 I think right? I went up to you a while back and, uh, said you buy, you sell just the, what do you call the top piece? The latches, the latch. He's like, yeah, yeah. I was like, well, I'd broke a few of my own fault. I need to buy a couple of latches. I think you just handed me like four or five and said, here, there you go. Yeah. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Wasn't expecting that, but you know, so guys do buy them, but, um, you know, look in this hobby, stuff goes wrong. It's not really your fault. Sort of. It is, It's your fault. wouldn't it just be nice if, if you just got free shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, we love it. Right. Yeah. So. <sighs> That's good. You ought to do therapy. I feel better already. Yeah. Well, no, kidding, right? no, but that's it, isn't it? Because there's so many things in life where you, they give you such a freaking hassle to get what you think is a fair deal. Mm-hmm. That isn't it nice to be able to go, let's just do it the way we'd all like. Mm hmm. Right. Well, that does make people like me loyal to your brand. You know, I'll always talk up your stuff if anybody's asking because of like, Ray's a good guy. He'll take care of you if there's a problem or or whatever. So, and that's, that's the idea. So, so back to the Chinese guys going to rip me off. What I figured was if I made this about a relationship, right? They said, Mm -hmm. look, you, you paid an okay amount of money for some bits of plastic, mm-hmm. but I'm going to look after you long term. Mm-hmm. Then the Chinese guys aren't going to be able to compete with that because they're going to yeah. go, well, and in fact, when those RC Pro Plus things went out, people went, hey, that's no good. That's Ray stuff. That's a freaking ripoff. Right? Because right. of that loyalty. So mm-hmm. that it is part of the if you want to be cynical, it's part of the plan that says, I'm yeah. just going to make sure people feel good about the brand and about what I'm doing. When somebody so that, posts it up. They're like, no, that's not right. You need to get raised stuff. Cause he's better. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And so I go, it's working. Um, yeah. okay. It cost me some money, but what kind of company do you want? Yeah. It's like once you're in the family, That's it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. See, back to my my 3D printer, those proofs that guys, I'd like to marry one of those suckers. I mean, (laughs) I'm I'm a fan now because of the way they treated me and their manual and everything about it. So, yeah. Did I tell you I worked at Disneyland? No. Did did you grow up in L.A.? Around the I LA did. area, I did Orange County, right? I could, yeah. I could tell it was Orange County accent. I knew it. Really? I, I knew it from the Damn. first, from the first words out of your mouth. I knew. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's see, you're the first person that. ever said that. That's Are you serious? great. Yeah. I, I, one of my best friends, he grew up in Orange County, and um, 
Yeah, I won't say his name on the air, but we'll have to talk later. I guarantee we will. you, you, you got to know him. You lived in the, must have lived in the name, same neighborhood because you sound exactly like. Wow, that's that's great because uh, I've been I've been gone from there so long, right? That for you to say that is really we we really must talk anyway. So yeah, when I was like uh, I don't know fourteen, I'm working at Disneyland. Uh, riding the unicycle as a court jester in the Christmas parade. And then I'm doing summers as a substitute character in, in heads, you know, like mm-hmm. pigs, dwarfs, dogs, mice. Um, so being around Disney uh, permanently affected my outlook on how you treat customers. They call them guests, right? Mm-hmm. And the whole idea of it should just be this wonderful experience. Uh, and that's that's a uh, been a constant thread through all the businesses that I've had. That's amazing. The Magic Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> it affects yeah. us all. Well, yeah, yeah. Too early for that. Uh, so, do you want to know what I'm working on? Yes, I would love to know what you're working on. Ball link pliers. Do you nice. guys yes. know the FBL yeah. rotors mm-hmm. balling sure. pliers? Yes. Yep. yes. Everybody Do you all have them? I can't get them. No. None of nope. you have them? Nope. nope. I got some cheap nope. line set or something, man. Yeah, so. Right. I do exactly. have a set of the JR, the good green handle ones that are. Okay, that's good. the next best thing. Yeah. 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 Nice. So, so that's what I'm working on. There's some interesting geometry in these balling pliers in a proper set of balling pliers. Mm-hmm. And I think the FBL rotors ones did a really great effort at that, but the fat, uh, bronze jaw, I was just going to say, meant, you can get the, the jaws thin. So they'll go yeah. around the link. That's, yeah. well, that's the, the problem biggest problem. Is they wanted the oh, bronze because they thought it was soft and it wouldn't scratch. Sure. Right. Sure. Right. Wouldn't you wouldn't scratch your balls. Sure. Right. That's important. Or nick your balls. Yeah, nick yeah. your balls. Even more. That's important. worse, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That, that hurts just inside, you know. Just it does. Just, I mean, even just to really look can. at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, so I don't know that the bronze really does that. Um, but it had to be twice as thick because mm-hmm. it's soft. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what I want to do is come up with a way to get non-scratching and yet get in closer to the swash, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and I'm thinking about something. You know, those are fishing pliers. Did mm-hmm. you know that? That's what those FBL rotors were with the replaceable jaws. Mm-hmm. Hmm. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, so they're, they're fishing pliers that um, the jaws were to, you know what a split ring is? That funny ring that you put your keys on that you got to stick your thumbnail in yeah, to get sure. them apart? Yep. Yeah? Okay, split ring. So these are split ring pliers that you use on a you know a fishing boat, and you open that stuff up to put tackle on the end of a line. Anyway, so okay. what's his name? Uh, Ralph uh, and KDE uh, FBL Rotors used a, a fishing plier handle and made custom jaws for it. So that's where those jaws came from. So I'm thinking, what if we had different jaws? Maybe some for um, you know, like Synergy, where you got mm-hmm. really large balls, but mm-hmm. some other stuff where it was shorter, 
uh, narrower, thinner to get into other machines because mm-hmm. the, you know, the FBL rotors just don't work on some stuff. Right. And so I'm thinking, how cool would that be? You know, you got your little box, you got the, the main set of jaws and you got like a couple of other sets of jaws. You know, yeah. Yeah. You know pretty nice tool. Sounds so, good to me. Yeah, so I'm yeah, messing around that. with that. It's it's not going well. G- getting oh, the no. non-scratching sounds like a very challenge. It is. Yeah. It's like, a real big issue. To get issue. it thin, that's why I like these, um, the JR green ones. They're super right. thin. Right. You know, they're tool steel. Uh, yeah. But I don't know how you get it thin and strong without it being some type of tool steel, to be honest. Well, that's what you need to do. Um, And I'm going in the direction of I'm thinking surgical instrument, Mm -hmm. right, where there are tiny radii, radiuses on all the corners, and the thing is polished up to the wazoo. Yeah, yeah, I actually took mine and ground the corners off a little bit, you know, polished it a little bit. Yep. Because you're right. You can get rid of the square sharp corners would help tremendously. So, it makes a huge difference. Like if you just take track. a stone, you know, like mm-hmm. a sharpening stone did. kind mm-hmm. of thing, and start just radiusing that out and polishing all those sharp corners until, you know, you can put it in the palm of your hand and it won't cut you. Yep. You're on your way to making a, geez, 80% improvement to, to damaging mm-hmm. your um, uh, the plastic links and the balls. I'll buy two of them when you get them going. Yeah. Oh, that's well, they'll be expensive. You know, those FBL rotors, those suckers yep. were 50 bucks mm-hmm. yeah but you, you you don't you only buy them once i mean right well that's the thing if you get a proper set then you're done yeah yeah anyway so like, that's awesome. i'm working on that i don't know we'll get we'll see nice oh, that, yeah no i definitely want one get <laughs> definitely make it <laughs> please <laughs> i'm tired of how like, it happens tired of stupid line ones there's yellow and black handle one i don't even know what yeah, I don't think you can get the JR ones anymore, to be uh, honest. Um, there's some guy, I, you can, and you're going to have to really hunt. There's yeah. a few guys that have stock left over, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I saw some online where, you know, I can, takes I can, 10 days to get them. I covet mine like uh, I won't let anybody use them. People grab right. them to like, you know, bend a wire or something. like, no, 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 no. Don't use those. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, give that so, back. You're you My friend Ben that. won't even take his his FBL rotors to the field. Yeah. He won't even take them to the field because he figures somebody's going to yeah, steal. Yeah, somebody them. will use them oh. or some misuse them in some way. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's really good sure. news, right? I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Good. You want to talk yeah, a, a minute of where the idea for the skis and the sliding auto contest <laughs> that we did? That's, that's the one you should have won. Yeah, the one that I should have won, except that that's I failed. True. You should have won if you had just stuck to your. If I'd stuck strategy. to my plan, just, my strategy. God. I changed yeah. strategies at last minute, and that cost yeah. me the contest. That's that all. It all is. right, so yeah. you know, um, Heli Extravaganza 2020 is on. Right, you mm-hmm. can go to the Triple Tree site, and the dates are up. And there's going to be another. I don't know if all the good data is up there in terms of what's going to happen but there's going to be another sliding auto contest and it will not be bump and glide mm, it will be yes. real sliding autos yes nice mm. i'm gonna tie so, i'm gonna tie mark to a tree down at the lower end when no one's looking 
Yeah. Well, break one of his fingers or his thumb or something. <laughs> I don't want to get too <laughs> right. extreme, you know. Well, I mean, you could just trip him and he could break it himself. <laughs> so, no, I like Mark. He's a good kid. I just tease He is a good kid. He did great. He just figured it out. Yeah. Right. Well, he has and, a, he has a, he has a, like a a super lightweight that logo, logo 600 that's kind of just that. made for autos, exactly. and he can just float that thing forever and ever and ever. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you're going to be depressed if he wins again, but yeah. So, um, so the skis, I don't know what possessed me to make them the first time, but I think it was sliding autos, right? Thinking, mm-hmm. well, Hey, why not? So I made them and they were, they were pretty narrow, maybe inch and a quarter wide okay. and they didn't have that strut between them. So sadly <laughs> they might rotate right, 90 yeah, degrees, sure. just one of them. Right. So you're thinking, how do I land this now? Do I kind of slide sideways into it? Mm-hmm. Um, and those were the size skis that uh, Steve O'Connor skied the pond right. down at the 3D line at Triple Tree, which that video is out there, too. Right. On the website mm-hmm. and stuff. And um, so then, you know, Raja Borkash, the, the sure. super uh-huh. auto king, he said, I need some wider ones for flotation on snow because he flies in minus 30 up there Mm -hmm. and so i said okay so i made the wide ones right and that's the size that we were using at um extravaganza this past year so that's sort of the evolution of it um we we didn't get anybody to um to ski the pond this year but we did get a couple of people to try out the floats Mm -hmm. and you'll remember a year before this past uh matt bodos had some uh, inflatable uh, floats, right? They're those, oh, Helimax, I right. guess, right? right? Floats. Red ones. Yeah, and he had them on, on a, what, a five-something, 560 size? Because they're 500 size. You wouldn't yeah, put them on a 660. Yeah, so, and um, the thing about the inflatable ones is that when you're on the ground, they're really squirrely. They kind of wobble around, right? Because mm-hmm. they're, they're soft. Um, and I went, Oh, that's gross. Let's have rigid foam. Mm-hmm. So I did the math and calculated the displacement in water and the weight of the helicopters and all that junk. And so I made two sets, one for 600 and one for 700. And so, um, Steve O'Connor flew them. Um, and, um, God, now I'm spacing out who flew the other ones. He had the TDR. Oh, that's Chad Taylor. Chad. Yeah. Uh, and so, and he was doing so well until he decided to land downwind, which was really, I'm going, no, you know, anyway. Um, so I want to bring some more, um, uh, floats because mm-hmm. it was awesome. I mean, just, uh, water taxiing around. And when you did a really nice, slow, um, approach and landing, it was just beautiful to watch. Plus, you know, the way the water ripples out. Mm-hmm. I mean, flying things in water is, I like float planes. Mm-hmm. I, it's just, it's great. So we'll do some more of that. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, I didn't have, uh, I was talking about balls a minute ago. I don't have enough balls to uh, ski the pond. Ski the pond? Yeah. Well, how about floats? Uh, I'd probably try that. All right. I'll hold you to that. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah. So the thing is, nobody wants to play with my toys until after the contest. Right. Because, well, for the obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then after the contest, Steve's over there just doing autos to the water. And um, I think that would gorgeous. be good. I think somebody mentioned the, a giant hula hoop or something. Yeah. Anchored out in the middle and do autos exactly. into the middle of that. Yeah. yeah that'd be pretty cool. I think that's it. And um, so I'm going to make some more uh, floats and I'm going to make a set that's going to be kind of like training wheel floats. Okay. Um, that are really big. Um, because Super wide. <laughs> well, they're not only wide sideways, but they're long. Okay. So they got lots of, lots of flotation because one of the things that you need to land really soft, it's um, – the floats have enough displacement to support a 12-pound helicopter, and they'll only be in about eh, 40% of the diameter. <laughs> but not right? if you drop it from four feet. Bingo! You got it <laughs> right. exactly. Yeah. You will be cool. up to your eyebrows in water. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the thing about soft. Uh -huh. So I want to give you some that it's like you can darn near flop it in, Yeah. and it, you don't get wet, That'd too wet. Cool. Yeah. So then as you kind of, you know. You get it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Plus, um, and this did happen. Um, you know when guys do 3D over the pond oh, and they have that in inevitable moment, the helicopter disappears, right? Oh, yeah. And then there's just a guy that's like tearing his clothes off, <laughs> yeah. wading yeah. out into the mud. Uh -huh. right. Well, that lacks a certain <clears throat> amount of humiliation, which I brought back. To the sport because now the helicopter is floating inverted and you can just see the skids right floating the, the floats upside down and everybody has plenty of time to point point and laugh, make comments take pictures right right and it's so humiliating and chad did this uh, yeah with a tdr right with a tdr yeah <laughs> yeah, he was in there so fast. Oh my goodness! <laughs> uh, I wish I had a dollar for every aircraft that went down in that pond. Man, there's a lot. Uh -huh. And I mean, how do you find a helicopter? You just like you scoop just your feet along you until you hit something. It. Yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly. it's really muddy in there. All right. Uh. <clears throat> All right, so have I bored you guys enough? Oh, no. It's great. Um, do you have any more questions, though? Do we want to, or we want to move it on to our next little thing where we ask? Uh, one more quick question. Questions. If somebody wants a blade bag or some skid clamps or something, yeah. do they? Where can you find this stuff? From you directly, or do you have dealers? Or yeah, yeah. Uh, well, random. Randomheli.com or randomrc.com, both will take you to my website. Okay. And it's a full tilt, you know, really slick e-commerce site. Yep. Right. So that's one. The other place is if you're shopping for other heli-related stuff and you go to A Main, uh, A Main uh, stocks all of my stuff. They don't necessarily stock all the different colors mm -hmm. of skid clamps, but all the core stuff they do on the helicopter side. And, you know, they were uh, critical, uh, Jason Bell and A. Main mm -hmm. were critical in making the blade bags 
uh, come to life because I wanted to get, you know, 40 pieces uh, pre-ordered before I ran the whole batch. And um, and they stepped up and, you know, pushed us over the line. So they've got stock in both their uh, new Charlotte uh, warehouse and the Chico warehouse. So uh, Random Heli or A-Main, you can get all the Random RC, Random Heli stuff. Nice. The big blade bag, what's the largest blades you can get in it? Um, you can get six, um, eight tens. What do you awesome. got? Eight thirties. No, let's see. I was thinking my Shikorsky, it's got, um, I think they're a thousand millimeter. Nobody's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, got nothing for that, George. You might as well get a, a snow ski bag. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should just buy a a child ski bag, All right? Um, I'm sorry, dude. I I never even considered a thousand. Um, but I, I thought that eight ten was good. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah, they're nice. Oh, and so, um, this I've got one in the cart. What you I've do? Got one in the cart right now. Good. Well, you know, two doesn't cost much more to ship. but i want to say something about the blade bags because this kind of goes back to that ego thing uh the the getting ripped off or or where do ideas come from stuff a ton of the ideas for that blade bag came from from helicopter users like you um it's just from from guys saying it should be this it should have that Mm -hmm. so i did that first prototype and then I think I was at RCHO. Yeah, you were or, at the fall event, I think, or maybe even one earlier than that. Yeah, and so, like, people were uh, going, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but. And so in the next version, I incorporated those things, and that's how the final version came to be. Nice. Um, and that was really sweet. That was, I enjoyed that. Um, best idea wins, right? Yeah. Wherever it came from. Well, it makes better products. Like, if you can take input from other people, you'll, you'll end up with a better product than you just, no, I know best. Exactly. And And there are folks in our hobby that go, no, 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 let me tell you why you're wrong. Yeah. I don't think I am. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. We have one more section that we want to go with you, Ray, and then we can let you loose here. Okay. Um, let's move it on to, the top 10 shotgun round. All right. So, Ray, first question here. Pinch or thumb? Pinch. All right. Nitro or electric? Electric. A 500 and below or 550 and bigger? 550 and bigger. Nice. When is the last time you flew a fly bar, Haley? Uh, six years, seven years ago? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably about right. Uh, let's see here. Question number five, sport or 3D? Sport. Okay. Strap or strapless? Do you Strap. Use... All right. All right. Uh, cordless or brushless servos? Brushless. Okay. Quieter, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuselage style or pod and boom? 
pod and boom. Okay. All right. Uh, low or high head speed? Low. Okay. Large events like Urcha or Joe Nall or smaller events like, you know, RCHO or somewhere like that. Smaller events. Okay. Nice. Awesome. All right. So there we have it. Top 10 shotgun round. Awesome. Dude, that was great, Ray. Thanks so much for having me. (laughs) Yeah. Um, This was fun. Oh, this is great. It was good talking to you, getting to know you and, uh, you know, hearing about your products and how you come up with these things is cool. Do you want to do a, a contact info? Like, where can people yeah. reach you? Well, so the easiest thing is um, you can get to me via the website, randomrc or randomheli.com, either one. And I am Ray Lepper at Random Heli or Random RC. Um, so that makes it pretty darn easy. Uh, I got a Facebook page for Random Heli. You can. Uh, Message me there. You can post on my stuff. And I love hearing from people. Nice. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you for taking the time to come on the show and for us to interview and ask you a bunch of questions and sharing all your experiences. It's great. Thanks so much for having me. It was great. Yeah. Thank you. I really enjoyed this. I'll see you at Spring Fling, right? You guys are going to be up there? Oh, I'll be there. Yeah. All right, man. See you in Fredericksburg. All right. Cool. Take care. Bye. See you. All right. Wow. That was a great interview. Got to definitely thank Ray uh, again for coming on the show. Really yeah. appreciate it. I, yeah. I always enjoy talking with him. He's a really cool guy. Yeah. yeah. I've never had a full conversation with him. Like, you know, I've met him at Spring Fling a couple of times and, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, just kind of check out his products. Hey, I'm Steve from Free Fall. You've got to get you on our show. And then, like, I never followed up. Right. So, so it was good that we finally got him on the he's show. A good, he's a good dude. Yeah. 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 Very interesting, too. I, I mean, it, maybe it's just me, but I could listen to, like, this topic all day long, like products mm-hmm. and manufacturing yeah. and inventing oh, and all that kind of stuff. It just for sure. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite shows on the science channel was how did, how it's made. Like I used yeah. to, I watched mm-hmm. all of it. <laughs> like I can sit and watch that for 12 hours straight. Yeah. Um, all right. I guess uh, at this point, let's move it to news and announcements, news and announcements. All right. So we have a special news and announcements that we want to, talk about uh we have james from motion rc here with us to give us a little scoop on some new stuff here so i'll give it to you james what's up oh thanks guys thanks for having me uh was it andy kevin and steve um you know heard a lot about your podcast glad to be here and uh george talks a lot about you guys i know you have uh george baker on the show mm-hmm. a lot so uh he's a good friend of mine and also motion rc it's probably been with you know working with motion behind the scenes helping them out even before my time uh, here, and he got himself into helicopters. <laughs> he got the itch <laughs> real, real bad. Uh, uh-huh. So it's been great having him and Steve Hodges, who were playing guys for a long time. But, you know, once we introduced the Roban lineup, you know, we became the exclusive North American distributor for the Roban Helis. They're helping us try mm-hmm. to create some of our own branded mm-hmm. Helis. And it's been a slow, you know, a slow grind getting into a whole new industry. But, uh, you know, it's coming together, and uh, I know George has taken a like it to them, liking to them, and Steve 
And then we yeah. started our own little live YouTube show. So this week uh, and every Friday, but this Friday, especially at 12 p.m. Eastern, uh, we're going to have George and Steve on. They've got a couple kits that they're going to open up and show how they come out of the box, talk about a few of the hellies they already have, and just uh, you know inform me because I am not a heli guy yet, maybe one day. But as of right now, I'm still much the, hev- the uh, heli noob, if you will. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Cool. That sounds great. Yeah, new yeah. products are always great to hear. Yeah. Well, I don't necessarily new products. It's just that there are so many. You know, Roban had so much stuff. They've been around for a long mm-hmm. time. So yeah. we're slowly building, um, you know, our product lineup for those products. And like with anything else, they only had one uh, U.S. distributor before us. And um, it was a bit of a messy situation there and you know we're excited to have them but it's been taking time to just understand the market you know we've been so you know obviously we people know us for our planes our edfs our foamies but Mm -hmm. uh you know now breaking into the scale helis we got to learn that market you know we got to learn what these customers want because it's a much more niche uh you know, market than a plug and play foamy, right? I mean, right. you know, for the price, you can open a 300 bucks in 10 minutes of, of actual work. You could be flying a plane, whereas, you know, a $2,000 heli is a bit of a different beast, you know, <laughs> and getting it to make sure that, you know, that your first takeoff isn't your last takeoff. So, right. <laughs> you know, this <laughs> it's a smaller market and it's just a market that we've got to learn. And, uh, you know, I think we're doing well, but we know there's room for improvement there. But then also that's, you know, that's coming into play where we're, we'd started delving into surface and we also got balsa now. So, you know, we're growing as a company, but we're excited to have this heli, you know, especially the scale helis. We weren't much mm-hmm. for the, uh, for the 3d stuff. I don't think you're going to see that coming to motion. Mm-hmm. Most of our products, we prefer to have that scale, you know, that scale yeah. presence, right? That's awesome. right. Sure. Uh, so for our listeners, uh, so when can they catch this, uh, live show? Yeah. So again, every Friday at 12 PM Eastern, we started, uh, the first week of January and we, uh, we've been going now consistently and we're just, you know, every show we don't, I'm sort of making it up as we go a little bit, you know, it's hard to produce a weekly show as I'm sure you guys know (laughs) doing your podcasts, uh, for a while, you know, we're just starting out. So, you know, every week we try to, Bring in something, whether it's a new product, that's where you'll see any new announcements for up from us. And you could talk to Motion because we have customer service guys in the chat. Our product team will be in the chat. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's a learning. Hey, learn how to set up a gyro. Sometimes it's interviews. Uh, last week, we did a great behind-the-scenes factory tour of uh, Freewing, showing people how they uh, paint and detail a lot of great behind the scenes footage, how they paint and detail the foamies like right on the line, you know, which was nice. And we hope oh, to do that. Cool. I've asked Alpha to get into Alpha's our product manager. Uh, he yeah. he heads to those warehouse. So he's been in Roban's factory and helping them get sorted because they were used to, uh, you know, their one distributor in U.S. plus all the other distributors they have. But, you know, we have different rules and you know requirements for working with us you know we want to make sure it's a seamless thing and it wasn't at the start but it's getting better (laughs) but he's in there a lot and he's he's definitely talking with robin i hope we could have him come you know one day show us some of the behind the scenes footage of those factories you know what just what they are making how they do it you know what their operation is like because it's always so interesting to see that sort of stuff and you know, that's sort of what the live show is going to be about. But uh, every Friday, 12 p.m. Eastern for right now, we go live for one hour. And you can always catch the replay at Motion RC's YouTube channel. 
Okay, on YouTube. I was just going to ask if you don't catch the live, uh, uh, where where can you find it? So YouTube, yeah, it just Motion it RC YouTube right, channel right away. Yeah, okay, it'll just great. it'll it'll upload it. We have a playlist for our live stream among all the other videos we do right on the main Motion RC channel. So if you just scroll down a bit, you'll see all the past episodes of the mm-hmm. live channel, and then um. On Hobby Squawk is our dedicated forum. It's kind of Motion RC's forum where a lot of our customers, you know, lurk and hang out and talk shop in there. And we have, you know, heli sections that we're always interested in bringing people in there. It's starting to get bigger. Um, There's more people starting to share, especially their Roban builds. But you can talk about anything you want. It's an open forum for anything. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's another place where you can talk to not just me, but George, Steve is there and everyone from motion is in and out so you know it's a good place to get some information as well awesome awesome yeah all right well thank you james for taking the time to come on and um give us this announcement this is great yeah no worries guys and thank you for having me and if uh you know we could always do something else in the future just let me know or let george know and i'd happily come on if you know if you guys want to talk planes that's where that's where I can do my damage. But with oh, yeah, Hellies, yeah. this is I'm gonna I'm gonna push this to Steve and George this week, and I want to learn from them because in a year's time, it's amazing what they've been able to accomplish, and uh, right. I'm looking forward to the future of it. Awesome, for sure. Awesome. Cool guys, All right. thank you so much, Thanks. and uh, hopefully I'll see you on Friday. Okay. On any Friday. <laughs> <laughs> see you there. Awesome. All right, guys. Bye bye. Awesome. All right. So, do we have any other news? Uh, we have a new airplane from Horizon Hobby, E-Flight, and it's the Air Tractor, 1.5 meter. Crop oh, dusting like airplane. Crop duster, yeah. Like, um, airplanes movie. What's that? Planes? <laughs> um, yeah, I guess it's the same thing as a hen. Dusty Dusty. Crop Duster, or whatever yeah. his name was. Dusty? Yeah. Dusty, Dusty yeah. Crop Hopper, I think. Yeah, Dynam. You know they made an orange one and a blue one. Oh, mm-hmm. did they? Yeah, it was actually a pretty decent plane. But this this new one, it looks pretty nice. Yep. Yeah, like it's it. um 1.5 meter. Uh, founded in well, let's see, the world world's ag plane. They say, and this is probably the most popular crop dusting airplane I've ever yeah. seen. Oh yeah. Founded in 1978, Texas-based Air Tractor is a leading manufacturer of aircraft built for agriculture, firefighting, and other utility applications. And this is a scale replica of the agriculture crop dusting utility aircraft, including molding in panel lines, rivets, and more. Uh, it has uh, short takeoff and landing capabilities, plus scale sport and aerobatic flight capabilities. 3 or sure. 4S, 50 amp nice. ESC, a 3-blade prop. Doesn't give the motor size. Uh, got flaps. Uh, Spectrum AR637TA receiver with telemetry. And has safe, optional use of safe. Let's see what else. Oh, here's something cool. Optional EDO style floats with steerable rudders. Ooh, separately. Ooh. Nice. Uh, function, functional and, and factory installed LED lighting, navigation strobe lights. 
EPO foam, of course. Pretty cool. Like I wouldn't mind having one of these. My yeah, brother had a um, what was the the Pawnee, which is kind yeah. of a similar type of a plane, mm-hmm. right? With the the night the lights inside it, yeah. and you know it actually flew really good, like for scale type of flying and stuff. Yeah, you could it, it flew really well. This one looks a whole lot better. Like it's a lot more scale. I want one and paint it green. And put some chain guns and rocket launchers on it. <laughs> you can't put Maybe. guns and rocket launchers on an air tractor, George. They 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 made one like that. They put a turboprop engine in it <laughs> and loaded it down with a lot of uh, cool weaponry. Yeah. <laughs> Everything way, George the, uh, get has to be some military variant and uh, mm-hmm. have guns That's... and rockets on it. Tie-dye aviation. That's right. right. <laughs> um, I did look up the motor. It's a BL10 motor. It's an okay. 800 kV off the turbo timber. Okay. Nice. Oh, yeah. I do see where it says it's 11 a- by 7.5, three-blade prop. Recommended battery 22 to 3300 milliamp hour, 3 or 4 S. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. neat. Pretty neat. I like the way this thing looks, you know? Yeah, the Bind and Fly basic is $270. $269.99. Of course, you can get a plug and play for $30 bucks less. And it looks like. That's still not makes... bad for. No, for that's... See, you know, plug and play. Yeah. Or Bind and Fly. Right. Yeah. 1.5 meters. And it says next shipment mid February, so it should be coming back yeah, to it's... stock. Oh, pre-order right now. Yeah. They can make those a little cheaper because they don't have to fool with the retracts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do like there's LED lights in the cow and stuff. Yeah, looks cool. But I, yeah, I always like the looks of those planes. It's got the um, the the spray tips too. Really? The spray boom. I mean, it doesn't have tips. It just has a scale. Representation of the, the spray nozzles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on the bottom of the wing, you're saying, right? Yeah. We, we used to drive back is. and forth across the country and see those things a lot. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right. We'll go to Horizon Hobby for yours. Yep. Check it okay. out. Great. Is there anything else? That's all I have. It's kind of a light week. Um, if there's something I've missed, I'm sorry, but I didn't see it. Maybe next. Yeah, week. I got some news and announcements. Oh yeah. Yeah. What's that? I might be trying a jetty. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I might. I, I might be trying that. a jetty with an icon integration. I don't know. <laughs> it never hurts to play with different stuff. No, no, not at you all. Know, it doesn't. You know. You might hate it. You might yeah. love it. Who knows? Yeah. It might reassure why I went to V-Control in the first place. Yeah, or it might not. It could. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. But it's cool. I want to play around with it. So um, Andy has graciously offered to uh, get that one that he just bought from, <laughs> from Rich. Yeah. Set up. Um, and he'll, you know, and then I can mess with that. And I might just put on the gas, I think. Okay. I don't know. Because I don't, I don't know. I just feel like. 
that might be a good platform to try because I never got that highly like tuned perfectly mm-hmm. and it kind of wobbles. So let me just try switching it on tuning that and then you know because I was going to reset the model anyways. Mm-hmm. So I would have to re-go through the whole tuning process. So it probably won't make much difference, to be honest. I think that no. wobble is uh, is um, dampeners. Yeah, like a uh, yeah, what's the word I'm looking for? Mechanical thing. Yeah, not really a gyro thing. Yep, and I think so too. But um, which I am gonna re- remedy because you know, oh, I'll, I'll explain it. What's next for me? But I will tell you, you can do. All kind you can have your RPM sensor and do your readout without having to use a gov. You very easy to do throttle curves and or you can yeah. use the gov. It works very well too. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'll mess around with that. I feel like it'd be nice to. Ooh, just... You can also take a temperature sensor in there too if you want to. Cool. I mean, I don't know what these things run anyway, so it'd be very arbitrary data to me. But eh, it's fine. It'd be cool to get. More data. 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 Isn't that how they used to say yeah. it in our station? Data. Oh, um, I, want some, I want the data. <laughs> Let's uh, move it on to what's next for you in the hobby. What's next for you, Steve? So I, I'm going to rewind again. So it's an episode of Rewinds. So I woke up Sunday morning in your camper. And I'm just like, man... Helicopter went in quite a few times, and I don't even like. I'm just like I don't even want to clean it. Like I don't want to have to like take it apart and clean it and <laughs> try to figure out what's broken, what's not, what's good, what's not. Um. So before I even took anything apart, like the boom, I that morning before I even got out of bed, I was like, you know, let me go on BK Hobbies. Yep, I'm half awake. Probably not the best time to, you know, no, that's the drop. perfect time to buy stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, no, there was no second guessing. It was like, click, add to cart, <laughs> check out, done. I was like, okay, I have it. <laughs> I got my replacement kit coming soon. So, yes, I ordered a replacement or I, I'm re-kitting my Black Nitro. Mm-hmm. And not that I need to because I'll fast forward back to the sun, uh, to, to Sunday night when I got home. I took the boom off and the boom was perfect. Yeah, Not a crack on it. The pipe was perfect. Now, one side frame did get damaged on the landing. It did land on the opposite side of the exhaust, and it hit head first because the head is pretty mangled up. But I have all those parts, and I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to re-kit this because I want to take this black nitro head or black thunder head and put it on the gasser because right now I'm running the competition head on it. So it's mm-hmm. it's a little bit older design. It's a little bit heavier. Um, you know, which can be contributing to some of the stuff that I'm dealing with now with the tuning. So mm-hmm. I figured, you know, this is this conversion kit was meant for a black nitro or a black thunder, sorry. So might as well use the head that it's supposed to. Like I look at the picture yeah. and you know, it's 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 the black thunder, and I'm like, I have the black head, but on mine I have the silver head. And right. so something might be weird with that and and that's why also I have those dampeners so I can just. Yeah, I would recommend going like medium or soft. I wouldn't go too hard because that might be, you might be in the RPM range. Uh, yeah. That's just, it's, it's not creating happy. that harmonic. Like if you could you go know, up unbalanced. 100 RPM, it might go away and fly smooth. Well, I don't know if it's that because when I do a full collective climb out, I'm 400% throttle. 
So it's as high as I can go, and it wobbles between not full throttle, like, you know, to full, till full throttle, right? Like, if I'm mid-stick hovering, a little bit above mid-stick hovering, and I yeah, do a full clutch and climb tuned? out. Uh, not, not yet. I mean, okay, we'll is, is it every tune for a gasser? Like, you know, a big difference. Four gallons, five gallons. I'm still on my second, so I'm, I know I'm not. <laughs> well, it's not broken, but you can still tune it pretty close. Uh, yeah, I mean, the tuning, I think it's okay. I don't know. I can't hear with the gasser. I don't have an ear for it, for gasser right now. So I don't know what tune sounds like, like what good tune is that. I mean, it bogs a little, but it doesn't like sputter or do anything weird. You know, yeah. it still pulls. So I don't know. Um, Next time we meet up, I'll have you take a look at it. Maybe you can help. Or, or at Spring Fling, I know if Raj is there mm-hmm. or Larry or Kyle Snyder. I know anyone of them can help. Me. Doug Darby, shoot. You know, there, he, he, he's usually there. I could ask him to help out. So he probably not, has the most time on the goblin, on the goblin specific, of, of right? Anyone, so he, he yeah, set you up. Yeah, so I'll talk to Doug and see what you know. Maybe he could help me out, and and we'll give it a try and see what happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. but so yeah, yeah, that was Sunday night. You know, I took the tailboom off. That was good. I didn't mess with the rest of it. It's pretty oily and dirty, and you know, so it's like. I don't feel like messing with tonight. You know, it's been a long weekend as it is and mm-hmm. Sunday night. And not that I had work the next day. I did take off Monday to like do some chores around the house and, you know, kind of clean up and, and get things going. And then, of course, you know, my wife's like, let's go drop off Hunter to daycare. And and I'm like, cool, we'll drop him off. We could get lunch and, uh, you know, maybe like go check out some used car dealerships and see what, you know what trucks are out there because like i said after taking a ride with john and talking about his 2018 you know silverado it's like i kind of want this you know so that was my intention on monday morning we go to uh it's called quality chevy gmc buick or whatever like that i get to the dealership you know we get we sit in the uh the you know it's a Silverado fifteen hundred RSC model with the Z seven one pack off road package and all this cool stuff and sitting there in leather seats and I'm just like damn this is nice look at the sticker fifty six damn this is nice eh no looking for a used car my wife's like well why don't you just get the new car and you don't have to worry about anything it's brand new you don't have to worry about the warranty you don't have to worry about you know, all this extra stuff. And I'm just like, hmm. So we, we pulled the trigger. From that moment, 30, 25 minutes later, I had my old car emptied out. All the paperwork signed. The loans all approved. All that stuff. All the paperwork signed. Keys in my hand. Let's go get some lunch. <laughs> and yeah, that was it. Nice. You know, within within an hour, an hour and 30 minutes, I had a brand new car. So, yeah, I'm digging it, though. It is nice. Um, And already it's like, what can I buy for it? <laughs> what do I need for it? Well, I definitely need a, a cover for the back because I don't like that. It just, you know, it was rains and it's probably yeah, snow in the next couple of days. Uh, what the hell is the name of it? Well, I mean, what type? Like a, a roll up, it's, a hard top? No, a- it's a hard it's a hard, um, what do you call it? A tri-flip, a tri-fold? Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, um, I forgot the company, but it, it was, doesn't matter. 
it should. It's funny because my Black Nitro will be here Thursday, and the ton, the Toneo, whatever you call Tano, it, cover, yeah. Ano cover, it will be here Friday. So nice. <laughs> And my wife's like, oh, perfect time for the weekend. Let's go to Ikea and buy some furniture and shit. I'm mm-hmm. like, uh, okay. Yeah, okay, I got to pick up. We can, we can put stuff in it now. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. Nah, yeah. I think you'll like it. It'll be handy. I think so. And uh, just, you know, I liked mine. I, it's it's yeah. one of the best riding vehicles I've ever had. Mm, nice. Yeah. So how about your week? What's next for you? Um, I'm going to the National Farm Machinery Show in Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, okay. So, no hobby stuff for me, really. Look at some new farm equipment. Nice. Is that something like you do often, or? Mm, I usually go every year. Yeah? Huh. But you don't buy new equipment every year, right? Because that just no, goes... no, no. This is like a trade show. You just go and okay. look at stuff and... Like, uh, you know, I have various, I got to build some more grain bins and some more grain handling stuff. And so I want to talk to some of the, the dealers for that type of equipment. And, nice. Uh, so I have a few things to actually do and then mostly just walk around and look at shit for fun. Mm-hmm. That should be cool. Yeah. Nice. What about you, Mr. George? Well, I think I'm going to try to get some of these helicopters put together, fly some more. Nice. I've got a couple of uh, 600s right now that are flying good, and that uh, that um, you know that uh, Bell 412, the yellow and white one, mm-hmm. I got going. Changed over from uh, yes to uh, electric. Right. It really it really did good. Cool. Yeah. Hope we get some video of that in the next Your next time. Your and stuff it worked out good. Perfect. Yeah. I went nice. ahead and went ahead and cut cut them down to get them to mesh completely, and uh, you know, machine that one the steel gear down. Mm-hmm. Get it up higher on the shaft. But uh, yeah, it worked out really good. He I can't was... believe how. Smooth it is. In converting that, Steve, he was using a, what kind of motor was that? Some kind of like airplane motor. Yeah, a Tacon fa- Bigfoot. Oh, Tacon Bigfoot. Yeah, Tacon, big foot. yeah he found no, a Tacon. bunch okay. of gears mm-hmm. somewhere that fit the, the main gear. Because it's like it's a real low KV motor. So mm-hmm. his, it, it doesn't look like cool. a pinion, but it's basically a pinion on the the motor but it's like what inch diameter inch and a half or something oh wow let's see bigger than you would think is what i'm saying and yeah for that super low, things, right yeah super yeah, low 40, 40 millimeter yeah wow so i thought it was cool that he was able to find some gears that would mesh up right and then he yeah he turned one part of it down so it would fit and i was just wondering if mm-hmm. all that worked out sounds like it worked great though it's it's so smooth, it's unbelievable, and I mean, it spools up so slow. Yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah, with the gearing, that, with the the ratio, nice. Yeah, that's what I was worried about, is um, because those barriers are known. They have a plastic gear in there. This one's got the upgraded steel gear. Uh huh. But you know, it's meant for a, you know, fuel motor. 
and um but it worked good that's it's cool. kind of a i talked to daryl sprayberry about it and he said you need probably about a 400 kv motor so that's what i found and then got the gearing right mm-hmm. and uh have the ESC set for slow spool up so it's really slow i mean <laughs> yeah that's nice nice makes it with yeah. scale yeah i didn't want to you know i just wanted to kind of restore it not completely painted or anything like that but just mm-hmm. fix it it had been ran through a, a tree and uh fixed all the all the damage on it and just kind of not really restored it but uh just kept it from getting any worse and getting it in the air again is good it's been since 2006 is the last time it was flown oh wow that's pretty cool yeah got anything else going on next no just uh we're going to be on the motions uh live show at noon on friday talk about some roban helicopters it's awesome yeah it's cool everybody should check that out if you're listening to this after friday go back and watch the video on the youtube channel yeah Yeah. it may it, it may be terrible it might be interesting. Yeah, it'd be good. Say hi, yeah, to I George. Mean, yeah, anytime, anytime. People are talking about the hobbies, you know. Oh yeah, oh, we got some really cool looking stuff to show. There's one that's a very patriotic looking piece, and uh, I think people will like it. Yeah. Beautiful paint job. Nice. And then some of the, we'll have the Lakota in here and we'll have uh, Steve Hodges Apache in here. He's done a tremendous amount of work. It it does everything but eject the pilot. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. We hope it never does that. Yeah. That's about it for around here at Tired Iron. Oh, we do have a uh, hangar day Saturday, though. Oh, yeah? Where everybody just comes out and they need some help setting up something. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what Sunday was. Craig and John ended up setting up a guy's couple of helicopters for him and a little FPV quad. Cool. So that was good. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, those are those kind of days. I, I I don't get those often around here. Um, you know, like we usually everyone kind of just like independently works on their helis and just brings it to the field and fly. But like, uh, you know, there's sometimes where some folks will need help and we'll you help should, them at the field. But yeah, schedule yeah. like a work day or something where you can fly yeah. a little bit, bring your all your stuff and work on it. Yeah, I think that's a cool idea. I know. Um, a while ago, we did a build day once where we, when the Oxy 3 Tourette came out, mm-hmm. you know, this was way back now. But, um, yeah, we had like, it was Mike D, Kevin, myself, and I think there was the one other person I'm trying to remember. I, oh, and, um, Ricky Cricky from the club. So, you know, all club members and stuff. And four of us, and we went to Mike's house and we, in his garage, you know, we built 
four oxys I made in mine there. Um, I guess, yeah, I was fast enough that I was able to build it and get everything set up and made in. Um, and it was cool. I thought it was interesting, you know? It was fun. Just hanging out the boys and wrenching and stuff. stuff yeah. That's, you know, we should do that again, definitely. But awesome. All right. We uh, moving on then? Yep, let's move it on. Okay. Uh, we are going to skip the wrap up because Kevin's not here, and we want Kevin to go through all those beautiful comments of mm-hmm. of all the awesome Facebook Live videos I did. I did a lot of Facebook Lives, not yeah. a lot, but a <laughs> yeah, decent amount. You did good. I did none. So thank goodness you were there. <laughs> yeah, I, I got quite a bit of good flights um, on there and stuff, so it's, it's cool. So yeah, definitely check those out. Um, all right. Uh, real quick before we do the outro, I need yeah. uh, kind of an announcement that I forgot. But okay. please, please, please send in your comments to the oh, FAA yes. for this proposed rulemaking for the remote ID. We can't stress how important it is that you write a comment and send it in. Yes. So you have to do it. Get please. off your ass and write a comment. And then get off your ass and fly. But write a comment first. Yeah, and then or, come or back. You and might not be able to fly. Yeah, exactly. Five, five, six years from now. So that's all. Cool. I just I, I keep wanting to remind people because we only have to March second to get this done. It, so they didn't get did they get, they didn't no, get the extension. No. March second, hmm. it is what it is. So try to get some comments in before then. Yes, please, everyone. Okay. All right, so let's do the outro then. <clears throat> so, drop us an iTunes review or read the review on the next episode. Email us at free4rc at gmail.com. Uh, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash free4rc podcast. Check out our webpage, free4rc podcast.show. Say hi to Chris Reibert. Hi, Chris Reibert. Hey, Chris. Uh, flight test forum, off the field, audio and video production. Other than the flight test podcast, free4rc podcast. Sitting next to our friends. David Hill. <laughs> Hi, David Hill, a.k.a. Hilda Flyer. And uh, what do we got? John Pruitt, Rocky Boy? Yeah. yeah. Hey, Rocky Boy. Yeah, I totally screwed that one up. Uh, <laughs> fellow podcasters, <laughs> uh, this is in no order except for the order of who won. No. <laughs> we got the Helly Heads podcast. <laughs> that is Kevin, Mike, Scott, and... Who am I forgetting? I think that's it. Daniel's on a break for a little while. He's having a baby. Yeah, Dan's on a break, yep. Uh, let's see. What do we have here? Telerotor Podcast. Robert Monty, Michael Shaggy Parker, Mike DiPaolo, and Richard Sowers. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I got to check out some of um, the knives that Shaggy's been making. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's not bad. You know, I mean, not super sharp or anything, not, you know. Not bad so. for the first couple times, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely not bad at all. The handle work that he did was pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. Um, So, yeah, awesome. Good job. Uh, BKRC Podcast. Bert and Kyle. DRC Roundtable. Fitz, Terry, and Lee. High Voltage. Bobby Watts. Skids up. Uh, Paul, Javier, Frank, and Scott. Uh, inverted down under. Ozzy Mozzy and Jeff 
We got the AMA podcast with Matt Ruddick. And make sure you check out the Bill Ann YouTube channel. Bill Ann 2. Yes, Bill Ann 2 when you get tired of Bill Ann 1. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks to our listeners. Uh, Thanks to also Ray Lepper for coming on the show and, uh, you know, letting us kind of dig into his process and how he, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. does his whole clamps. Absolutely. Call me clamps. (laughs) All right. Free skies, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks, everyone. See you guys. See ya. Hey. And then, and then, you know, well, it's like, and I'm thinking, it's like, well, why don't I do what my friend did? I'm like, ah, fuck it. Let's just do it then. Hey, James, you online? I am on. I'm here. Oh, good. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're loud and clear. Let me get, let me get headphones. Okay, am I, are we live right now? No, this is, we'll record this. What we thought we'd do is just do your little piece um, at the very beginning and let you go. Okay. All right, sounds good. Let me just grab my headphones. <laughs> I got headphones on now. Holy shit! What is Man, that? That's, uh, that sounds awful. Yeah, it sounds worse. It's worse than ever. Yeah. You get a lot of gain, a lot Are of wire, ambient noise. All right. Uh, oh, that's better. better. Yeah. Better. Yeah, yeah that fixed it. <laughs> is this better? Yeah. Wait. Yep. Okay. All right. Sorry, just playing in the in the Skype settings okay so 10 uh two hours and 43 minutes 44 minutes we cut into the interview i don't know how he's gonna edit this i might have i don't know this is this is one of the worst ones he'd have to edit without Uh, being here and short on time (laughs) we went like fucking two hours long just talking about what we did (laughs) The interview was like an hour and a half. Uh, what episode is this? 212, right? Yes, 212. Did you start at 200? No. <laughs> <laughs> we started him, why didn't we think zero. of that? What? We actually started yeah. at zero. Well, you totally. I mean, you should start like, you know, invoices. You start at like 9,000. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. you don't seem lame. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, what do, you wanna, what do you guys want to name this episode? I just I just read what you had wrote down for the name. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I just put uh, this up there, but we obviously we could change it. Um, I call what, it what? They call Come me on. clamps. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's just funny. I don't know. You know it where that's funny. from, right? No. Oh, it's from Futurama. Yeah, the robot, they had the the, 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 the robot that had clamps and like clamps. Oh, shit, I'm gonna clamp you. Right. They call me clamps. Great, 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 great. Gang- gangster yeah, robots. Yeah, so I think you yeah. should stay with that. Yeah. <laughs>